For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Recorded live. In your mouth. The next place is going to end up is in your mouth. You got to believe it enough to say it. You got to believe it enough to say it. I believe, therefore I speak. You got to believe it enough to say it. I believe in this supernatural protection from trouble. This is Changing Your World with Creflo Dollar. Now from the World Dome in College Park, Georgia. Here's Pastor Dollar with today's message. Open our Bibles to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1. And uh, this morning I'm going to show you how to activate your covenant of safety and protection. Now that may not be important to a lot of people until you realize you need it. And lately I have just noticed really all around the world, tragedy like I've never seen before. People dying unexpectedly. Situations going on in relationships and finances. And as Christian people, we've got to be careful not to allow the spirit of fear to settle in our hearts. I've talked to people and uh, they've told me how they've been waking up with fear and trying to figure out why. It's because Satan needs fear to be in your heart in order for him to begin to operate in your life. And you've got to be careful not to allow this fear of self-preservation to show up where you begin to, uh, you know, you, you, you figure, well, I don't know what's going to happen to me. I don't know when it's going to happen to me. So you, you immediately shift into self-preservation mode because, honestly, you just don't trust that God will be there for you because you can't find explanation to why all of these things are happening to people. And you ask the question, why do bad things continue to happen to good people? And yet it is amazing to me still how God continues to get the credit for the bad things that happen. You know, if you'll go see a play, there's more than just one person playing in the play. There are many people, many actors in that play. And so likewise, in every situation, you have to understand it's not just God. You have the world. You have the flesh, and you have the devil that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And yet, very rarely do we see anybody saying, how come the world caused that to happen? Or how come the flesh let that happen with its cravings? Or how come the devil showed up to kill, steal, and destroy? It's always, how come God let this happen? Ladies and gentlemen, I want to say to you very decisively this morning that God does not kill. He does not steal. He does not destroy. He does not bruise his children, and he's not trying to hurt you to teach you a lesson. God is a good God all the time. Amen? He's a good God all the time. And maybe you don't quite understand it. That's when you need to just focus on the goodness of God, that God is not good to us because we're good, but God is good because he is a good God. That is his nature to be good to us and loving to us and kind to us. If you understand that, say amen. 
but I'm concerned and I, and I want to make sure that you have what, what you need. And again, I called you. I called everybody, but you showed up. I'm telling you, we're coming to a time in life where you got to show up if you want God to do some stuff. And um, there's a shift that's been taking place. There's some things that have been changing in the world and in the atmosphere. And uh, I'm telling you right now, not for one moment will the devil have victory in your life. I'm stirred up, praise God. I am so ready to open up a can of whoop on the devil. I want to bust his brain in this morning. I want to let him know that there is no fear in your life, and you are not afraid. You are not afraid of somebody that was kicked out of heaven. If the devil shows up trying to talk to you about your past, you say, well, let's talk about your past. Hallelujah. And then let's talk about your future. And don't nothing look good for you. Don't you be afraid of the devil, not for one split second. You stand up in the authority that Jesus Christ has given unto you, and you give God praise when you can't figure it out, when you can't work it out, when you don't know what's going on. You praise the only one that you can trust, and that's Jesus Christ. Come on, give him praise in this morning. He is worthy of all of our praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. I praise him, but if my car breaks down, I'll praise him. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not going to promise you today that circumstances and situations won't come to you, but I will promise you that whatever happens to you, you coming out with victory. Praise God. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn. This is your heritage, and his, and the righteousness that you have is of him. Oh, I feel like preaching just a little bit now. You are not going to be defeated. You will not be hurt. You're not going to die in a tragedy. You're not going to face lack all of your life. You're not going to be in debt all of your life. You're not going to have marital problems all your life. Your children are not going to be a problem all your life. You're getting ready to step up. <laughs> Amen. Okay, I guess we'll do this. It's going to be all right. Turn to me and tell them it's all right. You serve a mighty God. You serve a God who's in love with you. You serve a God who has not and will not forget about you. You serve a God of love. You serve a God of power. You serve a God of the supernatural, praise the Lord. You serve a God of grace. Whatever you don't, whatever you don't deserve, he's ready to give it to you. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is getting ready to turn your situation around. I just need to know how many believers I got in the house this morning. I didn't come here to doubt God. I didn't come here to be sad. I didn't come here to be upset. I came here to give a voice of joy and a voice of praise. I came here to magnify his holy name. I apologize for shouting at you this early, but if you just could understand how good God has been to me, then you wouldn't be sitting there looking at me like I'd have lost my mind. <laughs> Glory be to God. I'm telling you, God's good. 
It just needs somebody to trust it. <laughs> hey, glory be to God. The devil even knows he's defeated. The devil even knows that the expiration date for your trouble is today. You don't hear what I just said. I said the expiration date for your trouble is today. to be afraid. You do not have to fear. Do not give fear an inch. Because without fear, the devil is paralyzed. Say out loud, I will not be afraid. And I will not quit. Amen. All right, let's try it one more time. Second Timothy chapter 1. And let's start at verse 7. Ready, read. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. So he hadn't got God any fear you may find yourself waking up with that didn't come from God. So don't, don't you receive it if it didn't come from God. You don't want nothing that didn't come from God. Amen. So if you find that fear is there, reject it. Rebel against it. <laughs> you ought to know how to do that. You rebel against God. Yeah, rebel against fear. Reject fear. Don't accept it at all. God hadn't given you a spirit of fear. Now, now here's how this works. The fear, the fear that, 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 that the enemy would like for, for us as Christians to carry is the fear that what God promised in his word won't come to pass. He wants you to be afraid that grace is not enough. He wants you to be afraid that Jesus may not be enough. He wants you to be afraid that his promises won't come to pass. And so you've got to make up in your mind right now, I trust God. Say that, I trust God. And when confronted with fear, you have to open your mouth and say, I trust God. Say that. But don't receive the fear. Don't let it come in. Don't let it come in. No fear. No fear. no fear. See, no fear here. No fear. Don't accept it at all. Now, <clears throat> don't be afraid that tragedy around means that you better watch out. Something might happen to you. You never know. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. You know. You know your God well enough to know that he is able to keep you from falling. And to present you faultless before the Almighty God. Amen. So now, here's what we want to do here. I want to I give you detailed information of how to activate, how to turn on your covenant of safety and protection. And if you'll activate it every day, you will never, ever, ever have to worry about being knocked off by the devil. It just won't be able to happen. Are you ready for this? Go to Psalms 91. Oh, you're going to say amen in a minute. Psalms 91. This is where this, this, is, this, is a, this is a psalm that lays out 
your security as godly people. Now, this is security for the godly. Psalms 91 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Now, apparently, this is a promise of favor and protection. The reason why I say favor, because you'll be favored with this protection. So here there's a promise of favor and protection to those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Now, notice the promise is to those who dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Those who do what? Dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Those who dwell, not visit. This is for those who dwell there and not visit there. This is talking about, ladies and gentlemen, when he talks about dwelling here in the secret place of the Most High, he is making reference to abiding in Christ. That's in John chapter 15 and 4. Let's look at that for a moment. John 15 and 4. When he talks about dwelling in the secret place, he's talking about abiding in Christ. If we can understand what it means to abide in Christ, we'll understand what it means to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. Now, John 15 and 4 says, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. Now, let's look at this in the Amplified. The key term here is abide. We're talking about dwelling. Dwelling. Your dwelling place is the place where you live. That's your abiding place. The Amplified says here, dwell in me. Yeah. And I will dwell in you. Live in me, and I will live in you. Man, that's pretty clear, isn't it? Dwell in me, and I'll dwell in you. Live in me, and I'll live in you. Just as no branch can bear fruit of itself without abiding and being vitally united to the vine, neither can you bear fruit unless you abide in me and be vitally united to Jesus. And so what he is saying is set up residence in him. How? By trusting him for everything. You see, it, you can't take a branch and let it visit the vine every now and then and expect for it to, to bear fruit. My mother used to look at a, a flower or a plant, and if she liked it, she would ask the owner for a piece of it, and she'd tear a piece of it off, and then she would put it in a, a glass of water and set it on the windowsill, and it would just abide there in the water. Before long, you look at it, that little piece begins to develop and grow its own roots. You see, that's what happens when you begin to abide with Jesus. You set up residence in him. You let, you let yourself and everything around you know, I abide in trusting Jesus. No matter what the situation is, my trust is in Jesus. I am in him. So you have to, you have to dwell there. That's where you are to the point where you, you respond automatically to the circumstances with, I trust Jesus, I trust Jesus, I trust Jesus. Now, when you trust Jesus and you're dwelling there in that secret place, there is the promise of favored protection because I'm abiding there. Now, to visit him means I trust him today, but I might not trust him next week. Or I trust him for my healing, but I might not trust him for my finances. No, this is for those, this favor of protection is for those who will decide, I am going to make sure that Jesus is the source and resource of my life. I trust him. Say out loud, I trust him. 
Say it again, I trust him. So abiding in Christ gives us entrance into the protection of the Almighty. Abiding in Christ gives us entrance into the protection of the Almighty. So those who will continually trust in the Lord will have the Lord come to their defense. Those who will continue to trust in the Lord will have the Lord uh, come to your defense. So now that's vital right now. Now the question you've got to resolve, will, am I willing to trust God for my life, which is everything? Am I willing to trust him for my life, which is everything? You know, the Lord said to me, he said, make sure you remain small in your own eyes. Samuel said to Saul, when you were small in your own eyes, he said there was a lot that could be done for you. But when you became big in your own eyes, now, how do you become big in your own eyes? Self-sufficiency. It's when you start trusting more in what you can do for your life and trust very little in what God can do for your life. That's when you become big in your eyes, when you no longer need God or you think you don't need him or you no longer need to consult him, or you no longer need to rely on him and to depend on him. That's when you become big in your own eyes. But stay small in your own eyes, continuing to trust God no matter what. And he says, I'll never, ever, ever leave you out without defense. I will be your protection. Amen? Now look at verse 2. So I said all that in verse 1? Yeah, man. Verse 2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. So number one, if we want the protection of God, we've got to trust in him continually. But number two, he says, I will say of the Lord. Now notice what he's saying. He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and him will I trust. Now notice that you have to say. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, and him will I trust. Come on, let's do it. He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God, and him. You see, our words release power. The promises of God are voice-activated. If you want this protection and safety, it's voice-activated. You can't just, because I'm a Christian, think that the, this protection and this safety is automatically over your life. It's voice activated. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's voice activated. Turn to the other side and say, your protection is voice activated. Look at Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20 and 21. Now, now you know, he said, I will say of the Lord. Well, say it. Say it. Say it every day. I said it this morning. Before you go out your house, go ahead and activate your protection. Say, he's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. In him will I trust. Say that. Well, Brother Dollar, I don't understand why, why that happened to that person. You know, well, did they, did they say it? Did they voice activate it? It's voice activated. <laughs> Look at verse, Proverbs 18, verse 20 and 21. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. And with the increase of his lips, shall he be filled? Verse 21. Death and life are in the power of what? The tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. 
Now look at Proverbs 3 and 3. I want to show you something. When something is in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, and this is where it's got to be, I trust God so much for my safety and my protection, it's in my heart. When something is in your heart, it's going to come out power. It's going to come out with the ability to get results. Look at what he says in verse uh, 3 here. He says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Now say this out loud with me. Mercy and truth will never forsake me. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. Write it on my heart. Write it on my heart. Well, how do I write anything on my heart? Well, look at Psalms 45, verse 1. The book, Psalms 45, verse 1. I, I need to get this in my heart. I need to write it on my heart. Well, how do I write it on my heart? He said in verse 1, My heart is indenting a good matter. I speak of the things which I have made touching the king. My tongue is the pen of a ready writer. So if you want to write it on your heart, you got to do what? You got to speak it. You got to say it. We are the righteousness of God. Say, I'm the righteousness of God. But the Bible says the righteousness, which is of faith, does what? Speak it. You got to believe this enough to speak it. See, you got to believe it and trust it enough to say it. So it's voice activated. Your protection and safety and prosperity and healing and all the finished works of Jesus Christ, they are voice activated. Now look at verse 3. He says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. The snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. So this word snare is defined as a trap. Uh, specifically talking about how you would capture birds or small animals. It's something that will entangle you. Now, when you abide in the secret place of the Most High by trusting God continuously, when you abide in the, the secret place of the Almighty, then God himself will keep us from being captured by the devil in one of his traps. You can't be captured by the devil when you're abiding in that secret place. Praise God. Now, the Amplified Bible in the New International Version uh, translates this word, this word noisome pestilence, as deadly pestilence. And the Living Bible translated as fatal plague. Now, you've heard recently about plagues that are going around, especially uh, the Ebola virus. I mean, it's gotten to the point where if you're around in a public place and somebody coughs, Everybody start looking. See, you don't need to do that. That, that. That's a little subtle fear. What you need to understand is that it might be a deadly plague, but the promise is that you're protected from it. Huh? Verse 4 said, He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Now, studying this verse of Scripture, this is a word picture here. And what it was, what, what, what is the picture of, it's, it's the picture of a mother hen spreading her wings and protecting her chicks from the rain, from the sun, from hell, and whatever that may, may come the, their way. Nothing 
can penetrate God's wings. Now here's the situation. If we abide under the Almighty's wings, we are safe. But if we walk out of this secret place, we can't blame the Lord now if we get wet. How many know that bad exists? And our only refuge is under his wings. Bad exists. It's real. Bad didn't stop existing because you got saved. Bad exists. The way bad don't get you is to stay under his wings. Glory be to God. The spirit of fear is not from God. As Creflo Dollar teaches in today's message, your covenant of protection. God is your protector against the snares and deadly traps of the devil. When you boldly proclaim the Lord's promises, he protects you in times of trouble. To learn more about how to activate his promises, get this life-changing teaching, your covenant of protection. Simply give us a call or request your copy online. And remember, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. There's no denying we use money every single day to operate our lives. We use it to secure the things we need and some of the things we want. Occasionally, it seems there isn't enough to go around. Still, God is always whispering, do you trust me? Do you fully trust God with your finances? It's time to identify the areas of fear and personal doubt concerning your money with Financially Fit, God's Plan for Your Finances, the three-message series by Creflo Dollar. If you keep your trust in God as your source, God is the source of the blessing, God is the source of your prosperity. Receive Financially Fit, God's Plan for Your Finances with your love gift of any amount. And with a specific gift to the ministry, we'll include the seven CD Live Rich Collection and the Holy Spirit, Your financial advisor book by Creflo Dollar. Settle the trust issue over money once and for all. Call Creflo Dollar Ministries or log on to our website and order your copy of Financially Fit today. Take a moment to reflect on the world around you. Violence is on the rise. Destruction, despair around each turn. Families are being ripped apart. Children lost to drugs. People from all walks of life are hurting. And souls across the globe are lost. There's one thing that can make the difference. God's grace. But without your help, for many, it will be too late. Creflo Dollar has received a vision to help cover the globe with God's grace. He is personally asking you to join this crucial mission called the 2020 Vision Partnership. With your help, burdens will be lifted and chains of bondage, shame, and guilt broken. Your faithful commitment of less than $1 a day, $5 a week, $20 a month will reach a billion souls in this generation. A small seed can do so much. Your support of the Changing Your World broadcast will spread the message of grace, bring hope to battered women, children in need, and so much more. Imagine what he can do in your life with your seed today. As Creflo Dollar's way of saying thank you, you will receive a special partner kit with a certificate signifying your partnership, a monthly letter of encouragement directly from Pastor Dollar's desk, a monthly inspirational CD or MP3, coaching from Creflo Dollar, personalized confessions. You will also receive exclusive product discounts only made available to 2020 Vision Partners, all absolutely free. Join the mission. Help Creflo and Taffy Dollar reach a billion souls around the globe. Become a 2020 Vision Partner. Call today. He's live. God getting ready to turn some things around in your life.
sometimes direct. How many believers do I have in here right now? And always anointed. Creflo Dollar, streaming live from Atlanta and New York City, Saturdays at 6 p.m., Sundays at 10 a.m., and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Stay connected. No matter where you are in the world, Creflo Dollar's just a click away. Catch him live three times a week at CreflodollarMinistries.org. We thank the partners and friends of Creflo Dollar Ministries for making this program possible. The Word Network has a special offer for the Spirit-led woman of God. We'll send you this beautiful leather-like lavender Bible in a modern English translation, richly etched with a Word logo. This perfect study Bible includes 40 teaching articles from prominent Christian women, 65 profiles of biblical women and heroines of the faith, and over 400 daily inspirational thoughts and prayers that affirm the power of the Holy Spirit. All will provide deeper training and instructional guidance for your home and family. This unique Bible makes the Word come alive. It's a perfect companion for the new believer or seasoned Christian. Normally, this gift offer is for $107, but if you call today, you'll receive this unique Bible for a special discounted price of $77. Only $77, but you have to call now. Call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Thank you for your faithful and generous support of the Word Network. Watching the largest African-American religious network in the world, we are the Word Network. The following paid program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. God wants you to reign! Today with Joseph Prince. Only Jesus Christ can deliver us from self Occupation to Christ's occupation. Amen. So we we, 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 we read the Bible. Ask a bill. Beloved. Yeah, for all. a child. TV show. How oh, long? I don't know, Lord. But we are so afraid. I don't know because I know is my idol. And it makes me look good in front of you. And I'm worshiping at the shrine of my own opinion, even if I have to kill everybody up under me for not lining up with what I had in mind. And by the time I realize what I had in mind is not how it is, look at how many dead bodies you left behind you because you wouldn't say, we know not. I was doing 120 because I didn't know. I didn't know any better. And I thought I knew. Now that I know, speed limit is my friend. It's cool. Don't want me to go over 70? Cool. I want to live more than I want to win this race. Experience brings humility, and humility brings you to we know not. There is no room for God in a mind that's full of self. There is no room for God in a mind that's full of self. And that's why you can't worship. You come to church and you can't worship. I mean, you say hallelujah and thanks Jesus, but you don't really put your heart in it because your heart is so full of you that you can't get you off the throne 
long enough to see he reigns. Because he, he doesn't reign in you. You reign. And your opinion reigns. That's why the people who worship the best are generally broken people. People who have messed up. People who have lost up. People who have been through hell and back. People who made mistakes. People who are ready to humble themselves. They don't worry about what you think. They don't worry about what they got on. They don't worry about whether you like them or not. They've already made enough mistakes that they're ready to turn it over to the Lord and say, God, it's in your hands. If you don't do it, it can't be done. For we know not, say it. For we know not. Say it again. For we know not. Say it again. For we know not. These may be the most powerful words in the entire text. For we know not. Get on, let me let me take you backwards, and then I'm gonna take you forwards, and then I'm gonna take you home. Do not know when God gave the Ten Commandments, He already knew we were gonna break them. In fact, while He was writing them, we was breaking them. We were dancing naked around the calf while he was saying that we should not worship no other God. We were already doing it while he was writing it. So you know he didn't write it to keep us because we broke it before we ever saw it. But when Moses comes down off the mountain with the Ten Commandments, the first mistake Israel made is that they said, this we will do. They said, we got this. We got this. Do not know when God gave him the Ten Commandments, he also gave the plans for the tabernacle. The, the Ten Commandments are the standard, and the tabernacle is the escape. It's blood, atonement, it's grace. It's the lamb that dies in your place. So he gave them the plans for the tabernacle with the Ten Commandments because he already knew that we know not. The problem was, instead of us taking the way of escape that he had supplied, we stood up to the law and said, we got this. And so the law was weak through the flesh. It wasn't weak in that it was wrong. It was weak because it, what, it had to come through the flesh. Your relationship may not be weak. It's just that it's got to come through the flesh. It's got to come through your ego. It's got to come through your childhood. It's got to come through your insecurities. It's got to come through your image. It's got to come through your need to control everything and everybody who comes in your life. Instead of saying, we know not. And I used to think that loud, loud, boisterous, outgoing, clamorous people like me were more apt to be controlled people, but not necessarily so. I found some of you quiet folks as manipulative as you can be. With your quiet night. And just that sneaky and manipulative and controlling, but you do it in such a cool way that it makes me feel like I'm bad, you know. You cannot worship. And you cannot win when you're in control. Because God's plan cannot be given to somebody who has something else in mind. 
So what you keep doing is trying different versions of your tactics. Expecting a different result. But you really have never humbled yourself to say, we know not. <laughs> see, see, we know that the whole creation grows, and we know that all things work together for good. But we've never gotten to the middle part where we say we know not. And that's where the glory is. The glory is always in the middle. You remember when God designed the tabernacle? Those of you that's been in this church a while, I've taught a lot on the tabernacle. And he, he had it on the, on the mercy seat. He had the cherubim on this side. And he had the cherubim on this side. And the glory fell. where the glory flows. It's in the middle where Shekinah glory is manifest. It's not in what you know. That's not where the glory falls. It's in what you don't know. That's where the glory falls. When you say, for we know not, that's the mercy seat. The mercy seats right down where you will admit that you don't know. God can't take control as long as you're in control. The moment you step out of the way, you have given God a seat to take control in your life. But because you're running everything, you never come to the 26th verse. You're stuck in 22 or 28, bragging to everybody about what you know. But when you humble yourself and say, we know not, then God's strength is made perfect. In oh, y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Oh, I feel like teaching this thing. I'm going to teach it until somebody gets it. I'm going to teach it until somebody catches on fire. I'm going to teach it until somebody's life explodes with the blessing that God has for you. God wants to give you glory right in the middle. Touch your neighbor and tell them God wants to give you glory right in the middle. Right in your uncertainty. Right in your chaos. Right in your confusion. Right in your tears. Right while you're quiet. Right when you're vulnerable. Right when you're scared to death. Right when you come to God and say, God, I'm too old to have this baby. That's when you get pregnant. Right when you come to God and say, Lord, I'm in a drought. That's when he says, dig ditches in your valley. Right when you say, Lord, I can't heal myself. That's when he says, touch the hem of my garment. Right in the middle of your life, God.
things work together for the good of them that love the Lord. And I need him. I don't know how to be a young man. I need him. I don't know how to be a middle-aged man. I need him. I'm in the middle of my life. I need him more now than I ever needed him before. I need him in my midlife crisis. I need him as I transition from being a young man to older man. I don't know how to be an old man. I never saw anybody do it. All the men in my life died. So show me how to do this midlife thing. I knew how to do that young thing. I don't know how to do this midlife thing where everything's changing and everything's moving. And I don't know how to do it. I knew how to be a good wife as a young woman. But I don't know how to be a good wife and be menopausal. Because by the time mama was menopausal, daddy was gone. So how do I keep my man in the middle? I know how to start a church. I know how to retire. I know how to end strong. Reverend died preaching that Sunday. He was preaching and he went home to be with the Lord. I know the beginning. I know the end. But this middle is killing me. And the middle is killing me because we know not. Seeing all kinds of people dying all around me. I don't know when it's my turn. I, 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 I know not. I know not. And every day, I got to drive under pressure. I got to get up and go to work under pressure. I got to raise the kids under pressure. I got to buy the house under pressure. And all the while I'm trying to lead people, I cannot tell them that I know not. Still to come on the Potter's Touch. I know about the areas in your life that you had from everybody else. And he said, I've made provision for it. My Holy Spirit comes fully equipped and loaded to get you through the process, to carry you from Alpha to Omega, from the beginning to the end, from the first to the last, and everything in between. God says, I got you. God says, my name is Jehovah Jireh. I am your perfect provision. I've already provided not only to get you to the destination, I have provided for the moments of discomfort in the middle. I found a new perspective, a new hope. I had it on my bucket list for some time now. I'm 73 years old, retired lieutenant colonel. They give you the set to really apply to change your life. I'm from Wisconsin. He's from Atlanta. He's from New York. Very encouraging, spiritually uplifting. We're going to be mobilizing the Nigerian women, the women from England. I drove six hours by myself. We became 50 within an hour. I remain teachable, coachable, and trainable, and humble. Being able to cut the cord of things that you've had in your past and being able to move forward. God, if I could just be in the building just for you to speak over my life. And he did just that. Love woman, thou art loose. The movement, it really is a movement. This tenacity of CDJ is in our blood. I took so many good notes to share it with the women from my church, my family. I'm just excited. What I'm talking to you about is living with uncertainty. The question is, has God made provision?
for my confusion. Has God made provision for my confusion? I get so tickled at people, especially on the news, when they start talking about people being hypocritical. I don't know anybody who's not hypocritical. I have not met anybody who is not in some way hypocritical. I have not met a trainer that won't eat a piece of cheesecake every now and then. Neither the dietetic tissue either. That has too much protein and that has too much carbs. And about five percentage and be back up with a quarter cram and sweet potato pie. Every now and then. I'm not talking about all the time, but every every now and then we break the rules we make. That's why the kids are mad at you. Because they live with you. They get to see you make rules that you break. <laughs> you should see how y'all looking at me. It is, it is funny. You think my face is funny? You should see yours. Uh, they, they get to see your confusion. And the art of raising them is to learn to love conflicted people or you don't love at all. If your standards are that high that they have to be flawless to love them, you will die alone. Because everybody's a little confused. Has God made provision for our confusion? He absolutely has. And that's what the text is all about. The, the writer in Romans is trying to get us to understand that when we, we know not, when we say we know not what to pray for as we are, then the provision steps in, which is the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit cannot step in to a guy who won't say we know not. Because the intercession of the Holy Spirit will not work against the arrogance of humanity. Until you give up your arrogance, How can the Holy Spirit intercede where you're in control? Where you already know, where you already got it fixed, where you're straight up out, where you're always the teacher. If you're always the teacher, you're going to run out of things to teach. It's only when a teacher is forever a student that the class is excited. And if you don't have the ability to transition roles, you run out of gas. If you don't keep learning, you can't keep teaching. This is simple, but people don't get it. So God says, if you will say, we know not what to pray for as we are, I want to dig into that. Uncertainty is painful. Do you love me? Do you really love me? It's painful. 
am I doing this right? Do I have it together? It's like, I have to trust you to even ask the question. Because I won't even ask the question if I don't trust you. Because I'm afraid that you'll take advantage of my uncertainty. Am I on the right track with this one? So God said, I already knew you was going to be scared. I already knew what you were up against. I already considered your end from the beginning. I know about your childhood. I know how you were raised. I know about your vulnerabilities. I know about your incompetence. I know about the areas of your life that you had from everybody else. And he said, I've made provision for it. My Holy Spirit comes fully equipped and loaded to get you through the process, to carry you from Alpha to Omega, from the beginning to the end, from the first to the last, and everything in between. God says, I got you. God says, my name is Jehovah Jireh. I am your perfect provision. I've already provided, not only to get you to the destination, I have provided for the moments of discomfort in the middle. Already knew you'd get to 30 and be scared to death. Already knew you were going to mess up your credit. Already knew you were going to have that abortion. Already knew you were going to blow your first marriage. Already knew you were going to have that same sex experience. Already knew your deepest secret. I already took that in consideration when I called you, when I created you, when I set you aside. I have known you. I have searched you. I know all about you. There's nothing you can hide from me. There's nothing you can hide from me. There's nothing you can hide from me. You can hide from your mama. You can hide from your wife. You can hide from your girlfriend. You can hide from your husband. The God said, I've already searched you. I know your thoughts are far while you're getting your head together. God said, I know your thoughts when you were getting them together. I know you. And God says, I have what you need in the Holy Spirit, but I can't give it to you because you're so locked into impressing people with what you know that you, you come to church, but you haven't made room for me to sit down. You, 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 you haven't given me a seat. I can't have a mercy seat in your life. Because you will never say, we know not. God says, if you would say, I know not, then the Holy Spirit would come and make intercession for you. Now, let, let, me, let me get, can I go into this a little bit? See, in order to be an intercessor, you've got to be able to speak. So away with all these people who tell me that the Holy Spirit is just energy and not intellect. That it's just power, but not language. That's like taking me to court, Judge Johnson, putting me up on trial, and I got one witness, and the witness can't talk. I got one witness that can plead my case for me, and now you're telling me that the Holy Spirit doesn't speak anymore. If the Holy Spirit doesn't speak anymore, I am going to hell. Because I'm guilty as homemade sin. And my one witness that can get the charges dropped has got to be able to speak for me. I, I never will forget, I was pastoring this church, and, and my mother had just passed, just maybe about three or four months ago. And I had, I had a, a grief that, that I'm even scared to talk about now, a, a grief that was so deep, 
so deep, I could still feel her turning cold in my hands. My grief was so deep and so encompassing. We had talked about it. We had planned on it. When it happened, it almost killed me. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get it out the right way. I couldn't get it out the wrong way. I couldn't get it out. Joseph Garlington came to the church. He wasn't even teaching on grief or anything. He was teaching on praying in the Spirit. And when he started talking about praying in the Spirit, something happened to me. Uh, something, something got way down. See, way down. Where I was hurting was real deep. Cards didn't get it. Flowers didn't get it. Sweet potato bread didn't get it. All the stuff they brought me, it didn't get it. When your pain is real deep, you need something real deep that can go down in there and pull that thing up out of the roof. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I was hurting so bad. I was hurting so bad, and I was having the pastor, and I was broken. My wife was broken. Her mother had died a year or so before, and I was broken. And the cameras all in your face, people running up and looking you all in the eye. You can't breathe. But when he started saying that about the Holy Spirit and how he will speak, I dropped down to my knees right there where I sit and start praying in the language, in my prayer language. See, hallelujah. See, see, a lot of you have a prayer language, but you don't know how to use it. And you haven't used it for years. And the reason you have a language that you stopped speaking in is because you're sitting on the throne. But when I finally got to the place where I said, Lord, I give up this throne. I can't run this. I can't stop death. I can't stop car wrecks. I can't stop disaster. I'm not God after all. I may have the biggest office in the building, but your office is bigger than mine. And I'm turning it over to you because you are able to fix things that I cannot fix myself. The Spirit of God down inside of me started speaking. I don't know what he said. I can't tell you how long he said it. All I can tell you is while he was talking, grief got tough up. Grief start coming up out of my spirit. All I can tell you is the more he spoke, the better I felt. The more yokes broke in my life, the more healing came in my spirit. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but God made provision for your confusion. Not consume worship and at the same time has to give way for the other. I suggest worship as an antidote to anxiety and stress. And when you worship God, it reminds you of who you are and whose you are and who is in you to strengthen you and to keep you from those turbulences that attack your soul. May God's grace strengthen you and bless you. Oh, don't worry about it. Everything is going to be all right. Take care. We believe you learn to worship worry has to flee. As God gets bigger, your problems get smaller, and it becomes difficult to worry about whatever you were worried about when you get in the presence of God. For your gift of any size, you will receive Bishop's eye-opening message, Living with Uncertainty, on CD from the series, Winning the Battle from Worry to Worship. Worship doesn't just have a good attitude. It doesn't just applaud what he has done. Worship acknowledges who he is. You will learn how to restore life's balance when things seem to be spinning out of control. The difference between you waiting on God and God waiting on you. The truth of God's love 
and its effect on your daily decisions, and much more. All of a sudden you say, I got this, because you recognize how big God is and how little your situation is, and you get confidence. When your gift is $70 or more, you will receive Bishop's Message Series, Winning the Battle. From Worry to Worship on DVD. You ought to see your marriage coming back. You ought to see your peace and power coming back. However, if your gift is $125 or more, we will also include Woman Thou Art Loosed Worship CD, along with the Psalms for Today booklet. Win your battle by going from worry to worship today. If you're going to log on to the broadcast, you might as well come on and go and go into his presence. Come on and go into his power. Come on and go into the glory of the Lord. God's got something for you right now. He breaks every yoke. He breaks every yoke. He breaks every bondage. He breaks every struggle. He breaks your pain. God is I'm going to go on mute for a minute because I'm going to um, try and catch my train, and I'll come back.
Hello? Good morning. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Hey, you took the sermon off? Huh? You took the sermon off and I was enjoying it? I didn't take the sermon off, it went off. Oh, that was a good one. On the road again, huh? Uh huh. Good morning. I'm about to say something. That's me. I'm back. Oh, yeah, okay. oh. I'm well, we are well. <laughs> I missed y'all. I had, um, uh, I missed y'all. I had to leave my headphones at, at home. Oh. Well, you ain't missing that because when you said you was getting on the train, that was it, the last conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Besides him gre- greeting us this morning, saying good morning, then he went back into his turtle mall. Whatever. I'm just saying you didn't say nothing, Sam. You didn't get to get all snappy and stuff. I <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Have you heard the pastor uh, have you heard from Pastor Lamore? Um, Nate probably has. Um, I haven't talked to him. Okay. He talks Nate often. You said what? I said Nate probably has. I haven't talked to him. He talks to Nate often. Okay. He'll be up here soon. Trust and believe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, how was Mother Regina? She's good. I saw her, I guess, well, last time we had the church up there, which was maybe, like, not Mother's Day the week before, I guess. Uh Well, I'm going to call on you. I'm on the train. I said, you want to go ahead and open us up? This morning, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we come before you, Lord God, thanking you, thanking you, thanking you, thanking you for another day's journey. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for all that you have done and all that you are doing in our lives. 
Father God, being that you are Jehovah Jireh, our provider, the great I am, Father God, we ask that you would give us your Holy Spirit right now, Lord God, so that we could commune with you, that we can just sup with you, that we could just come before your presence, Lord God, with a heart of thanksgiving, with a heart of joy, with a heart of praise. Lord God, we ask that your Spirit would get down into our hearts, Lord God, and clean us up, Lord God. Clean out anything that is not of you, Lord God, anything that would try to hinder us from worshiping and praising your holy name and sending forth these prayers and these blessings, Lord God. We ask you to move it right now, Lord God. Father God, if anything else come against us, Lord God, from praising you with truth and spirit right now, Lord God, we ask you to move it right now. Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for watching over us as we slept last night. Thou who never slumbers nor sleep, Lord God, you kept your protective eye and your, your protective hands over our lives, and we want to say thank you for it. We want to thank you, Lord God, that we can dwell in the shelter of the Most High God, Lord God, and the Almighty God. Father God, let your spirit move within us right now. Let it drag, dwell within us. Let it rain, Lord God. Have thine own way, Lord God, within this prayer call, Lord God. Get the glory out of our praise. Get the glory out of the prayers we send forth. Get the glory out of our lives, Lord God. Use us, Lord God, as you can only use us, Lord God. We ask you, Father God, to bind up anything that is not of you, Lord God, and to send it back into the pits of hell, Lord God, for which it has originated. For it has no dominion over our lives, because we know who we are and to whom we belong. We ask you, Lord God, to use us as you you have created us to do, and as only you can. Father God, we ask you to come against anything that which hinder us from being prosperous this day, Lord God. For your word teaches us, Lord God, that your desires is that we prosper and be in good health, Lord God, even as our souls prosper. So, Father God, we want to thank you for the blessings that are coming forth right now. We want to thank you for the praise and the prayers that are coming forth. And each and every individual that come to commune with us, Lord God, we want you to let your spirit move mightily upon the altars of their hearts. Father God, we thank you that you have spent our lives, you have kept us, Lord God, to see another day's journey, that this walk that we are walking is not in vain, that it's all done with because you have ordained it to be so. Father, you have called us to be ministers and to be missionaries and to be evangelists, to, to share uh, the word of God, and we ask you, Lord God, to place those words in our hearts. Father God, we ask you to let it be done with the truth and with spirit, and we come with expectancy, Lord God, that you're going to do exactly what your word says, Lord God. For it tells us that, it, that those who seek you early, you shall find, we shall find in us, Lord God. So, Father God, we're seeking you right now for you, for your perfect spirit to just come within our hearts, Lord God, and to just dwell within us, Lord God. Clean us up and remove any doubt and any worries or any pain or sickness that may dwell around our midst. Father God, we know that you are the, the one who is able to break those chains that bounds us, Lord. And we just want to thank you for the freedom that you have given us, the freedom to worship you within truth and in spirit, Lord God. We just let, we ask you, Father God, to be forever among this call with all those who seek you each and every day. We ask for traveling grace and mercy. We ask that your peace will continue to abide around us all. Father God, even those who are in need, Lord, we know that all our needs are met because your word tells us that you will give us our daily bread. So, Father, we want to thank you for that which we are given this day. What we need, 
has already been given. Father God, we even lift up those who are unsaved. Father, we ask that your spirit be upon them, that it will come into their hearts and their minds, that their lips will utter praise unto you and just call on the name of Jesus for salvation. For salvation is free to all those who desire. Where there is where there's your, where your liberty is, there's the fullness of your joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hoshum Boshi Haram Bos the Shender Okorobo said the Rakohor Bosish. Okay. Um, Arthur, have you been seeking an increase in faith lately? What do you mean? Well, you know, we got all different type levels of faith, and sometimes we want, well, you know, and there's actually even a gift of faith. A lot of times we we want to go, we want to have a desire to more. Increase of faith. Higher than what you have. To the best of my abilities, or where I can see to the best of my abilities, I, as I know, I'm, I'm 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 trying to get into His Word. I'm praying. I'm trying to spend my own private time just and seeking His counsel for my life, and knowing that anything that I pray for, I do believe that He hears and He's answering me. Okay. Well, I mm-hmm. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm Yeah. Okay. Basically, would you like the gift of faith? And there's a difference of we all are believers, and we all have levels of faith. And just like we all are believers, and we all have the option of being able to speak in tongues. But there's a difference between having the gift of faith and the gift of speaking in tongues. Okay, because basically when it's regarding tongues, it's pretty much talk about diversity of tongues, all different types of tongues. So you're walking in faith, you're a man of faith, but would you like the gift of faith? Of course. Well, not for you, of course. Uh, I mean, you reckon, right? So you, you, you understand, and I know you. I know you believe, but only as I'm saying that is because you know, it means. Well, it's like there's like world overcoming faith. That means a lot of times when God is giving these things, that means you're gonna have the opposition coming against you at that level, and that faith is gonna have to be developed inside of you and grown up. That means you're gonna face a lot of situations and circumstances. 
which will be over your head on a continuous basis, and you'll have to learn how to yield and submit to him on a continuous basis. And I'm not saying that you're not doing all of that, but I'm just saying that it's a whole other level. So that's what I said before. You say, of course, <laughs> count the cost. So would you like that, sir? Would you like me to pray regarding that? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, most definitely. I want my faith to increase each and every day. I want my faith to be increased. Just like Ezekiel said, there's a wheel down inside of this turning wheel. I want my faith to go higher and higher and higher and dwell in the shadow of the Almighty. That's mm-hmm. why I want my faith to be. You see what I'm saying? All righty now. I, I, I hear you, bro. All righty. Well, I'm going to pray. Yeah. Follow me. Oromboshe sharambosheshe Yes, Lord, thank you, Father. Haramboko ha. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shararako se. Thank you, Father. Horomboko sade shirakombraka sadaka shirumbroko sede. Horombraka serikorombo sarakandaka soke. Horombaka serakandarako sendera karako sede herakombraka. Horombose, Shirakorombo, Saraka, Shanda, yes, 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 Father Brombra, Dedicashe, Shirakombraka, Jose, Harambrate, Shirakose, Harabrade, Shirakose, 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 Harambrandilgosa, Harambrandilgose, Harambrandilgosa, Sadakoroboko, Sadakandilgose, Shirakandilgosa, Okay, Hundred go say shaha now, Father Morumbosa, there we go, Narabosa, there we go, Ranabosa, there we go, Narabosa, Shandere de Cobranda, Shede, Hede de Cumbra, Harambranda de Cosaca, Shende. Thank you, Father. I praise your name for the word of God. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for the spirit and the presence of God. I thank you, Father, for continuing moving in our hearts and our lives. Now, Holy Spirit, I am bringing Arthur Richardson before you, Father. This is just child that you have grown up, that you have saved, Lord. And you've been maturing and growing, and the word's been growing inside of him. Now, Father God, he is asking for the gift of faith, Lord, and I am believing that you want to to give him the gift of faith, Lord. Oh, Jesus. So it's like you two are merging. Hi, Yarokosaka. You two are merging right now. Hi, Yaroko. The Lord is designed to give it to you, and you are designed to receive it. Mm. 
Yes, 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 Father Hoshaha. Yes, 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 Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, there it is. There it is. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Here it comes. Here it Right there. That's right there. That's it right there. That's it right there. There it is. Let it marinate. Let it marinate. There we go. 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 Come on. Come on. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, hey. Stir it up, mm, stir it up, mm, stir it up, mm, stirring it up, mm. Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Oh, Jesus. Oh yes, oh there we go. Haha <laughs> we praise you, Father, for what you're doing. We glorify you, Lord, for your word, for your anointing. Mm. Now go ahead and pray, Brother Richardson. Mm. Father God, we just thank you, Lord God. Thank you right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us the faith, giving me the faith that can conquer anything. Faith that can see the invisible. Faith that can expect the impossible. Mm. Faith that can get remove the immovable, Lord God. Come on, Faith now. that can Jeez. conquer Anything,
for eternal grateful, Lord God, for all the gifts that you have given me. I thank you for the gift of faith. I thank you for the gift of the anointing of from the power on high. Father God, we just praise you and we worship you. We adore you. We glorify you. For all honor and glory belongs to you and you alone, Lord God. For I know that I cannot do anything without you, Lord God. But through you, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, Father God, I give you glory and I just praise you. I thank you for the the power for you even just sitting down my way, Lord God, to just even pray for me that my faith will be increased. They will become more and more like that of Jesus, Lord. I mm. Come on now. Done, Lord God. Come thank now. you that we can walk, Lord God. Walk and not fail. Even when I fall, Lord God, you pick me up. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you that all the promises are yes and amen to your glory. I just know you're working a mighty work within me. I know that you're working a mighty work through me. I know that you're working a mighty work down in my soul. So I just thank you for it. Glory to your name, Lord God. Hallelujah in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God. Thank you for increasing my faith. Thank you for helping my unbelief. In the name of Jesus, I pray. And I glorify your holy and your righteous name right now in Jesus' name. I give glory and praise unto you. And I say amen. Thank amen. you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you for moving right now. Thank mm. you for meeting me where I am. Mm. Thank you that your spirit has come down and covered me and blessings has come in my way. Thank you. I know it. I know it. Because if it, I know it was the blood of Jesus that saved me. So I give glory and praise and honor unto your holy and righteous name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen Ooh. and amen and amen. Shandorokova rombo Ombrosaka. Oh, Yanaroko, Shandaroko, Sede, Shedroko, Randaka. Ha, Yanako, Dedeka, Sede, Yerokosa, you've been repositioned by the Spirit. Shandaroko, Rombaka, Horobot, Holarokosa, Handa, you've been repositioned by God. Shedroko, now Holy Spirit, place a hedge of protection around his life. Chandra, around his family, Shandaroko, Rombranda, around his six degrees of separation. Shandaroko, Sade, Shedroko, Sanda. Holy Spirit, continue to nurture and grow him up in the arenas and the areas that you are taking him to. Let the word of God rise up inside of him as you continue to minister and to feed and to nurture the gift that has been given to him so he can walk in the maturity the maturity, the fullness of who you are and who he is in you. And we glorify your holy name, Jesus, for only you can do this. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. brother. Amen. Yes, yes, yes. I that can conquer anything. Yes, 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 yes. Mm, mm, mm. Glory! 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 In the name of Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Mm. Mm. 
Yes, yes, yes. Well, you're on your way to some different journeys, my man. Is that the reason why you told me to rest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know what? <laughs> rest going to be a whole lot different for you now, bro, man. That's all I can say. <laughs> going to be a whole lot different for you now. <clears throat> it's so amazing that the spirit gave you that to ask me because after I got through running, after I talked to you yesterday when I was coming back from doing the getting the focus and things today, yesterday and getting some of the other things that need to be in place for tomorrow, and I asked myself, I said, why are you putting all of this work on me? And it's on me alone, he said, because I'm trying to hear. And then for you to come and tell me something like that. He said, because you're what? He's training me. Oh, he's trained. Oh, oh, well. Training me. I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. And then he, and so I'm training. I'm like, so I don't know, Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing a mighty work within me. And I don't know why you're putting all this on me, but I know that I can do all things through you, through Christ, mm. which strengthens me. Mm. I don't know where you're taking me, Lord, but I just I I I will just sit back and enjoy the ride while you carry me. Because I'm not walking by myself. It's you who are carrying me through these trials, through these tests. It's you through who I have victory. And because of you, I have the victory. Over everything in my life. Glory to your name, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, your precious name, Lord God. Thank you for that hedge of protection that protects me, Lord God. Yes, yes. Even when I don't even see the things that are coming my way. Even though the fire dots are being hurled, they are not being talked. They cannot touch me because you protect me. Thank you, God. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Amen. Train, brother man. Training, training, training. Continue to lift that word up and walk in that understanding. means when you go through the hard and negative and the hurt and the pain that you recognize that you're only being formed, transformed, you're being molded, you're being shaped. And that this is God's doing. You know, that ain't just something that's happenstance, ain't something you just really walked into. No, Lord's saying, first of all, that you're ready and it's time. He's not going to give you anything that he does not deem that you're not ready for. We might not undersee it or understand it, but in his grand understanding, he knows. So now just walk accordingly. So that, so I say that. So now really, really monitor 
your words. Because, see, now, see, at the level that you're at now, you just stated that you can believe. Well, you speak what you believe. Now, when you're going through your hurts and your pains and your trials and tribulations, you got to really monitor what you say. I ain't said what you feel. I said what you say. Because remember, you speak what you believe. Now, if you don't like this, you're in pain, you're in suffering, you really monitor what you say. You really frame your words carefully because you're speaking what you believe in and it's going to manifest because that's the level that you're at now. So that means you got to, you can't just say things, you can't just speak and miss, you can't just, just, just say how you feel. You got, you got to, you got to divorce yourself of that. So now we we be reading about the self and, and the flesh nature. So this is a whole nother level of putting a nail in the coffin in that area regarding your flesh, because your flesh is going to holler and scream. Just like you said, like like when we when we talk to him, you talk to me on the phone, and you went back, and your principal said he's trained you. Okay, so that means uh, that that we got again, like you know, and, and I understand. Well, we know what we talked about, and, we, and so, but we got to be careful of what we say because <laughs> it's it's it's, it's going to it really is much more impactful for the level that you're at now. Yes. Yes. So he's he's promoted. Lord is promoting everybody on this line. Those who who've been diligently, you know, walking. I mean, that's all that's been going on these last few days. It started with the fast, and ever since then, he's just been, you know, anointing, promoting, repositioning, and moving. And he's it's like it's all of us are now getting ready to go out there and do some things. Some things that he's been preparing us for. Not saying that we really want to desire, but things he's been preparing us for. So he's saying, now you're ready to go forth. Like when Jesus sent him out two by two, now you're ready to go forth. So everybody, especially those who've been actively participating and diligent, you're getting a promotion whether or not you want to see it or like it. He's he's kicking you out. Like the mama bird in the, in the, in the nest, she kicks the baby birds out. Oh, you're getting out the coop. <laughs> You're getting out the coop. So, hey, let God be God. It just brings back the memory that, that the scripture does tell you that life is death is in the power of tongue. And whatever a man is, um, think is so is he. Mm-hmm. And I was having such a frustrating day and pissed and mad yesterday from the beginning to the end. It wasn't about like nine o'clock last night. He said this day just ain't going right. I I I, I took me. I, I, oh, I was I was I just about nine o'clock. I found well about nine o'clock. He finally said it. But that day, my day, I started off crazy with the prayer call, and it just spiraled down the whole. I was so pissed at about about four or five, and oh, dude, <laughs> it was like huh, and everything, you know, and I'm like, hey, I just was come shut up, Sam, come shut up, Sam, shut. It's about nine or ten. I said, you know what, my day just ain't really going right. I'm gonna just forget it, <laughs> you know. But I was there, I was there, but I was trying to keep me from uttering what I wanted to really say, you know. And it, it's hard, it's hard, it's hard. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Grandmama. Not yet. We still waiting. 
Still in labor? Wow. Oh, I bet you not. I bet you can look at it and say, you know, all those color, colorful metaphors I was saying you were going to say, now you understand, don't you? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Mm, wow. Now, how long is she dilated? Um, she's at five. Oh, she's look like she's stopping there. Now, isn't somebody's birthday around this time? Um, the next birthday that I know of that's coming up will be my mom's, and that's on this coming Monday. Mm, I thought it was either either Tisa or Chrissy's birthday that was a shoot. Oh. Your mom's birthday the 18th? Your mom's birthday the 18th? Yeah. My mom's birthday the 18th. Oh, wow. What's your mom's name? Her name is Dorothy. Huh? Dorothy? Okay. Yep. I just want to say she's a Mary. Okay. <laughs> Y'all got the same mama? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure is. It's my world. My world. It is. Now, that ain't no lie. That ain't no lie. Yes, yes, yes. Whatever it is. I hear it is. Yeah, but we've been up. Ooh, we've been up here ever since a little bit after 8 yesterday in the morning. Wow. And so getting ready to get 24 in a little bit. Mm-mm. How blessed mothers. <laughs> you laughing at her? I know what I'm saying. Let me go ahead and pray for Miss Shanice right now, then. Okay. All right. All right. Father God, your strength is more than enough, Lord. Let her draw from you, Father. Let her draw from you. Keep her. Love her. Anoint her. Let the Spirit of God rise up inside of her. As you reveal to her, she did the truthness of your word. No complications, Father. No complications, Lord. No complications, Father. No complications, Lord. No complications, Father. Heart abortion, no complications. No complications. Father, of course, the shut down. Your word is covering and protecting her and the baby. Your word, Father. You said no weapon formed against that family shall prosper, Lord. They've been confessing your word. They've been standing on your word. That's breaking every generational curse, Lord. Right now, Jesus, those curses are broken in your holy name, Lord. The 
precious blood of Jesus is being pleaded over that family right now, Father. We are binding every demonic, satanic attack from the enemy over that family and over that bloodline right now. Jesus, enter in and move, Holy Spirit. Enter in and move. A hedge of protection. Push the enemy back. We push the enemy back. We push the enemy back. Holy Spirit, let your angels go forth and minister and surround and speak peace and safety. And I'm asking that you touch Shanice right now just to let her know that she's covered in you, that you care for. Just touch her right now just to give her the peace, the peace that surpasses all understanding. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. 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 All righty. So, where we at? We got the list to do. Miss Hallelujah, ain't on. So let's go ahead and knock out the list, sis. Uh, I will knock out my list, sis. Okay, we're gonna pray for Maxine. Hold on, go she to go say 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 she to go to Baka. Procession to go say she 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 to go Uh, family, 
community service. Andrashi go say, she'll 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 go say, Randra go say, she'll go say, she'll go say, she'll go Randra go Jesus. Okay, community service. Droopy. Nancy Brewer. Yolanda Smith. Jesse, Patricia Honor, Gloria Daniels, Anna Dickerson. Sarah Koshi, Rakasa, Roshi, Rakosa, Randa, Rakosi, 
Alright, y'all can listen to a song now.
Somebody want to do that list? Yeah, I do mine. Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mama Mama. Good morning, Good morning. everybody. <laughs> I just, um, I, I know I, I had a praise report, and I'm pretty sure that um, um, I went to the doctor yesterday um, for my um, retesting of my, I had, a, like I said, mammogram test last couple of weeks, and they said it's all fine. So I went to um, to have a retested yesterday, and the lady, you know, she ran the test. She said, "Well, sit right here, Miss um, Mathis. Of course, you use my maiden name. I will be right back. I'm going to go in here and um, let the radiologist look at compare the two. Come back. Nothing there. I said, "Okay." I knew it wasn't there because I had already did what I had to do. Gave it to him. So um, she said, "Well, let me let's retest again to make sure." So she. Put me back on the um, did another test. As a matter of fact, he did two, two different two different tests, and went back to the radiologist. He said, "Well, there's nothing there, Mrs. Mrs. Mathis." I said, "Well, I knew I knew that um when I came back because I had already gave it to him. He just busted out laughing." So that's a stranger. So so um everything checks out perfectly well with with that part of my of my um health. Praise God. God. But I'm, I'm going to go ahead and lift up the sick and shut in because we all need healing in some form of fashion or capacity. Dear Heavenly Father, God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, thanking you each and every day that I live and breathe for you, God. I, I lift up the sick and shut in, God. Lift them up to you for that divine healing that they continually need, the restoration of their hearts and their minds and their bodies, God. Continue to strengthen them where they're weak and gird them up where they're torn, God. Continue to mend the broken, God, the broken bones in their bodies and the brokenness in their spirit, God, right now because the sickness can sometimes break you. But, God, right now I lift them up to you for that mending of the brokenness in their hearts and minds and spirits, God, that all you can mend, God. So right now, God, heal across this atmosphere that I speak out of my breath, from my breath, my mouth, to your ears, God, for you to do what you ju- you, you promised to do, to, to supply all our needs and heal our land. For by our, your stripes we are healed. So thank you, God, for letting me lift up the sick and shut in. I may not know all of them by name, God, but you know all about us and what's going on in our lives. So heal in the name of Jesus. Deliver, restore, renew men. In Jesus' name, I simply and humbly pray this prayer. Amen, amen, and amen. Yeah. How are everybody doing today? We're doing good, dear. How you doing? Wonderful. I'm lovely, wonderful, can't complain, because I won't complain. All right. Well, I need to pray for you. Are you ready? Hello? Ready for my prayer? No, I said I need to pray for you. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Always ready. Okay. Yeah, that's what it is, Lord. Okay. Hmm. It's something that's in front of you. I don't know specifically what it is, or it might be getting ready to appear or manifest. Ooh, Jesus. Uh, just be careful because it's it's a trick of the enemy. Mm. It, 
is something that 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 you're gonna is gonna look good, feel good, taste good. But you make sure you commune with God. I didn't say talk to God. I said you commune with God. That means you pull back before you make any decision about whatever it is, because it's a trick of the enemy. He's he's coming to. To, to, to deceive you, to, to get you into where he... See, God's got you positioned perfectly for where he's taking you to, but what's gonna, what, what the enemy is going... This is going to move you out of position. Oh, Lord have mercy. Don't play with that, Sam. Jesus. It's, it's going to move you out. So, again, I, and the word that I use is commune with God. Uh-huh. Meaning that you, you pull back and say, you ain't got to make no rash decisions. You ain't got to jump into nothing. You just say, well, wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me commune with my Savior for a moment or however long until I get a release before I do whatever it is that's coming in front of you. I, say, I don't know what it is, but it's a deception that's coming from the enemy. And it's going, you know, so it's going to be like the Trojan horse. Oh, this is so pretty. It's so nice. Don't let it in. Oh, wow. Let it in. Hallelujah! Oh my God! Thank you, thank you. You know, you know when you said things like that. I just told Erica the other day. I said sometimes when we ask for things, He'll give it to us. But do we need them? Mm. You know, it, it, mm. and, and, and I mean, I'm just speaking in relationships. I mean, right now in relationships, I'm like, well, I want somebody this, that, and the other. So therefore, my I, I was telling her that we are, are uh, once we. I, I mean, I told her the other day that I'm good with what what that I got going on. Right now in my life, until I move, when he say move, because mm-hmm. I have, you know, with my situation, I can't open up another door when my door hadn't been closed. That chapter mm-hmm. that I, the mm-hmm. other book, have not been closed. So, so when you said that, that that lets that keeps me, my heart guarded to the point of, you know, like you say, I'm 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 looking at this at a relationship standpoint because I just told Erica that I was good with what with what God had for me because I haven't closed the chapter. To open my heart up for anything else new, mm. you know, understand what I'm saying? So when you said that, that just took me took me to a whole other realm. That anything that comes, that everything that comes to me, is not going to be good for me until I seek Him for that answer. Come on now, oh Jesus, yes, yes. Seek yes. Him for the for that answer and that, 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 that confirmation. So you just only 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 just confirm what I had thought. I said, regardless of what I'm going on right now in my life, I haven't closed that chapter because I know God would not bless me until it's closed. Mm. Because I, I can't open up my 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 heart to another person, which is my heart desire to have a relationship with someone. But I'm not gonna rush that. Right. I can't rush that. I can't rush that because I, like you said, the enemy would deceive me. Mm. The enemy would deceive me. So I cannot rush the goodness of God because if He give it to me, it'll stick like like, like super glue when it's mm. given from Him. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And also, you. what we all need to be aware of, and again, I, I'm going to reiterate this. Um, I don't really know what what uh, I well, I kind of do have an idea, but I can't, you know, specific. But again, I'm going back to the fast, and when I had for the leaderships, you know, when I prayed for you all. God is promoting each and every one of us. So now more than ever, you want to make sure you do not get out of position. Out of position, exactly, exactly. And don't let it, don't let someone, a situation or circumstances take you out. That, come on now, come on. Now sometimes it won't be just you that's going out of it. Somebody's gonna come in and try to take you from, take it from you. Mm-hmm. Like that answer to cause you to react, and it's mm-hmm. not that about about that. 
You have to just unburn that tongue, step away from the situation, regroup yourself, and reposition yourself to receive, to, to, to lean on God for it. Because sometimes the man will come and attack. All the enemy will come and attack you. Attack you. And before you realize, you know, you got stepped out of line. Right. Right. You just stepped out of line and, and, and then cursed them out and a whole different Pandora box been open. Mm-hmm. Because they attacked you. You know, they attack you with their words, and then you lash back out before you realize it because of, because of the one who I always got to put in my mind, the one who angers me, controls me, I'm not going to let that happen to me mm. because I'm going to armor myself. And so you put in, keep, keep my mindset, keep in my mindset, well, you we can't take words back when you go, when somebody go in on you. So, therefore, you got to pray for them. Like, I'm going to pray for you because there's been a time, a time, a long time ago I was saying something to you. But I'm going to pray for you this time. I'm going to pray for me to keep me up off you. So, therefore, I'm going to myself. <laughs> I'm going to myself. Right, right. And bite my tongue till it bleeds. Mm. Understand mm. what I'm saying? Mm. Because we, I have done that before. I bit my tongue as I'm tasting blood. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and like I was telling Arthur, too, see, again, see, now that we're going up to that next level, and that's what I was telling Arthur, even more so, we still have have to be even more so conscious of our words because we can't muddle. We can't. We're, we're leaders now, regardless of whether or not you want to accept it or like it. We're all leaders, and he's positioning. So when, we, when we're going through hell, we cannot speak death. We cannot mumble. We cannot complain. And, and, and it's much like, I, so I, I was telling Arthur yesterday because he called me, and, and, and then um, and I just told on the last. It was about nine o'clock last night. I finally said, you know what, my day just ain't going right, and I just quit. Cause I, but all day I've been inside of me. Ooh, Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, from the from the prayer call on, it just just it just spiraled down, you know, and then but. You know, so I just trying to be conscious of of not really saying how I feel like I, not even again, like I said, not even I didn't even want to say my day ain't going right because then again, because of who I am in Christ Jesus. Oh, you say your day ain't going right. Well, let me show you, <laughs> you know, so even that we have to become more conscious of what we're saying. And now and that's why I'm encouraging ourselves in that it's in our issues. Mm, in our right in our issues. Correct. I tell you to encourage yourself, Lord, I know I'm going through something right now, but I'm going to give it to you because I know that you will take it off of me. Amen. Amen. Encourage myself. You can do this. The day may not look, look bleak, but I know my God will take it off of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would speak it out in the atmosphere. Thank you, God, because I know this, this is just a, uh, this minor, this is a minor thing that you're going to heal and, and move right now in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, and have that, and, and operate that four letter word, hope and trust. Mm, mm, Those four letter mm. words we have to operate. Mm. Trust is a big one, though. Mm-hmm. All right, now. <laughs> being real. You being real. Hope and trust. <laughs> we throw that stuff around, all trust in God. Now, let's be real. It, it, it's a big one when you really get to that level, that level of that utter dependence. And like TD was talking about, like when you, when you, you over your head, it's hard. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. You know, we throw we throw those words around. I'll trust in God. I'm hoping don't you okay, yeah, right. Walk that walk. Walk that yes, yes, yes. You gotta I mean you gotta be ready ready and willing and willing to walk it because it's it's gonna be a hard walk. Oh, come on. Come on. 
happen. But you know what? I ain't got to because his hand is moving. If you if you don't acknowledge him, he'll take that right from you. Mm. Mm. Come on now. He's blessing you. Come on. He's blessing this household right here, right now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I told Trey, Trey's about, he got a piece of job. He he, he makes about 30 hours a week. He said, I need to make more. Quit being greedy. Mm-hmm. Continue to do what you do up there. They make you full-time. Continue to do you. Mm-hmm. Don't be greedy. Walk in excellence. No. Huh? So walk in excellence and integrity. Yeah, don't don't be greedy. Train that on the train. They let him go already. You 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 already like you know already know what you're doing. So we ain't got to train you no more. But keep taking the training, this line. Mhm. Mhm. Keep training because what's gonna happen is if you drop the ball, you're gonna get persecuted. Mm, <laughs> come on now. Jeez. Come on. Come on. Keep on taking the training. Don't say I got this. Don't say I got this. Keep on taking that training. Mhm. Mhm. Because what's gonna happen is if you ain't got all of it, they don't. You, you know. You know what I'm saying? The enemy gets to attack anything when the, when they say the goodness of God is working in the household. I get excited because I'm talking, I'm talking too fast. I talk real fast when I get excited. I'm gonna get excited for you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but when when the enemy when the enemy sees the household is good, somebody's gonna get attacked. You gotta be strong oh, enough. Right, right. And that's why we gotta stay. That's why we have to stay prayed up and intercede on behalf of them. And when, not only did I send out the, the 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 praise report on Facebook, what I told the people on Facebook because I wanted them to understand, I said. Um, my exact words to them, and I want to share this today because I felt good about what I what happened in my uh, time of of, of 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 minor. I ain't even say it's a setback, which is it's just a preliminary in my life. I told the people on Facebook because I I put it out there that that I had a medical test and. Um, there was nothing there, and God is good. And I said, one thing in life that we have to realize in any situation of circumstances that we have is not to let our faith waver. And mm. that is, that's a learned thing. Mm. Come on, God. It don't happen overnight. Mm. So Facebook family, stand still and know who mm. our God truly is. Mm. To God be the glory. Great things he's done, going to do, and will do. Come and on. I put that on Facebook because I wanted them to know Mm. That I, through my trials and, and, and that trial of the of the mammogram, regardless of what went on and what the answer was or the situation was or the test would have said, I wasn't going to let my faith waver because I know who my God is and who I am in Him. Come on, so come I, on. So mm. I had to put that. I put that in the media for the for the world for the you know how you told me I was going to reach out to the masses about God. I've been doing mm. this for a while on Facebook. I've been giving the word. I've been sending the word to God's people because when it's Feed my spirit. I have to feed the world, mm, and mm-hmm. I and I put that out there for them to understand. One thing in life that we have to realize: it ain't about us. Come on, it ain't about us. He don't use ordinary people do extraordinary things. So, uh, and I said that because of the fact that Bobby Christian ain't gone over yet, and mm. we still pray for her, and she's living. She may have some issues going on. To the God put her hand, His hand on her, and heal her. Come on. But, but like I say, we still got situations, circumstances going here, and we are alive, moving, kicking, and breathing. That we have to let go and let God. Come on, come on. We have to let go and let God because God. Okay, my family has a history of cancer. Okay. Mm. Of mm. generational, mm. I don't call a curse, but generational hereditary things that, that mm. that's here and present in our lives that that, mm. that so we can't do nothing about. 
but God prevent things from happening. But if God had it on, on me to have whatever I have, or what he wanted me to have, what God has for me is for me. And that's the that's what I took when I when they told me to come back. My kid got up, my kids got upset. I said, you know what? Don't worry about what's going on with Maria. Worry about what's going on with Trey. Don't right. worry about me because oh, God, I, God got this. Mm. And I had to reassure his his calm his fears. Mm. I said, God got this. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing that we can do to change what God has for us. Come That's on. why I've learned oh. to lean and depend on him for the healing. Learn and depend on him for oh, the geez. promises that were made in this Bible so long ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on. Hold pre- him accountable for the promises. Because that's what he made you. Never leave me, forsake me, supply all my needs. Deliver, restore me. Heal me. So I can continue to be the living, living testimony for the world. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but that's what I had to give to the world because everybody was praising God. And I understand praising God, but when you go to it and through it, and you know where your help comes from, don't let your faith waver because everybody got to cross the bear. Everybody. Amen. Hello? Amen, amen, and amen, girl. You still sermon today. Everybody got a cross to bear. Everyone has a cross to bear. And a God to glorify. Oh, Jesus. Come on. Am I going through? Am I going? And I'm not even through me yet. Come on. There's more to come my way. Mm, it's gonna mm. draw me closer. It's gonna draw. It's gonna either draw. It's gonna draw me closer, not turn me back. Come on, come on, preach it. Because the hallelujah is always in my spirit. So therefore, like like when we tra- when you all say the enemy gonna be on attack, let him come, God. It's just gonna draw me closer to you. But I wanna pull me closer to you to strengthen me, strength from you, the Most High God. That's where I'm at with mine. So my eyes, when you pray for me, my eyes are going to be open and ask God for the discerning eye to know if it's of you and if it's of flesh. I'm going to be prepared. Because when, 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 when the enemy attack, I'm going to draw closer to him in, in spite of. No, I ain't got no job. No, I don't. But I'm going to continue to pray. Continue to pray. Like All right. Like I've been doing. Hey, I've done it before, and I, he'll do it again. He's done it before. He'll do it again. So I've done this. I've done the same and across this road before. Uh, it ain't nothing new under the sun. So I'm gonna keep on pressing and keep on praying <laughs> until he blesses me. I told my uh, girlfriend. She said, "Real, I know we got a job opening. We have a job opening." And I told you, I probably said this yesterday. We have a job opening up, and and um, the girl leaving June the first. I said, "Well, you know what?" I said, "Right now." I'm gonna pray about it because I think I, want, I think my God want me to rest, but but I'm not gonna be no fool now. I'm gonna fill out the application. <laughs> listen, it takes about three or four weeks before they get you in there for an interview. All right, the okay. girl I need to do the first, but I'm gonna put that application in because I ain't gonna be no fool now. The book, the Bible is they don't be no fool, but <laughs> in some in some form of fashion, it is say as far as that. I'm gonna still help myself. I have to help myself. Understand? God is gonna push, gonna help me help myself. Uh, uh. It's common sense, okay? Because <laughs> you gotta apply in order to get the job, all right? That's but right. I 
told her, I said, right now I had a lot of medical stuff. I, want, I wanted to, my desires of my heart to take care of all my medical issues this month. And then, and, and this is how it's going to be laid out, laid in the foundation. I said, I'm going to go to the unemployment office, reapply for unemployment, just to see if they're going to give me anything. And then I applied for the job. I told her I already applied. They'll pull my uh, they'll pull my application, bring me in for the interview. The girl leaves on June the 1st. I get the interview. If they offer me the job, that's fine. If not, I just keep on pressing. Okay. You know, but anyway. And, I mean, I've done this before. I'm not going to rush. I'm going to wait on him. Mm-hmm. He'll, he'll let me know. So, mm. and that's where I met with mine. Praise God, everybody. I mean, I monopolize y'all time, but praise God. <laughs> Girl, you the mouth from the south. You, you just go happen. You know what? When it comes, to, I told my mother the other day. I said, when it comes to talking about the things, the goodness of God, I can talk all day. Mm-hmm. I can good. operate in His goodness. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I and I'm not stingy, and I'm not selfish when it comes to Him because I can give. Oh Lord Jesus, I can give and I can receive it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> But anywho, <laughs> I'm not sure who on the phone. Good morning, everybody else. <laughs> I praise God for you for listening. <laughs> praise God for whoever listening. But I, but I feel I feel good about. I mean, I, you know how sometimes when you're unemployed, you worry. Sam, you you worry about the next next bill. I just you know in this walk with Christ in this in this journey that I'm going on right now, I'm not worried. Mm. It's a peace. That's there. Because I prayed and I gave it to him. And I'm giving to him every day. So so therefore I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna you know how we hold it, somebody somebody accountable. I'm gonna hold my God accountable for everything mm. to go. <laughs> mm. Mm. I'm gonna pull him I'm gonna I mean I'm gonna pull him to the carpet. God, I'm right here. I'm right here. We're right here. Right here, you blessed me this far, and I'm gonna keep on pressing because I know you're gonna do it. You always do. You always do. So I, I, I'm, I'm comfortable with when the bills come in. I'm looking, and we're gonna look together as far as a one unit. We're staying in the same household. Everybody got jobs, and I mean, my contribution would be soon if the unemployment kick in. I have a contribution, but I'm not gonna push. I'm going to force them, you know, force any issues. We're going to just lay it out there. Okay, here's the light bill. Here's this. What we're going to do with it. We've got to break it down three ways. We've got to do it that way. Then so be it. Mm. We've got to break it down. Everything got to be split all the way down the middle to the first bill come in. If it's $95, it's four of us. Separate that by what? Divided by 95, four divided by 95. Or by, by, well, 95 divided by four. $25, make it easy, girl. Huh? $25, make it easy. Make it easy. Twenty five dollars a piece cover that bill. Everybody making money. You know, things like that. So so I mean, we just gotta reassess. Whenever things happen, we reassess. And re and reaffirm our faith in him, like I do every day. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but um I went this morning I actually um is Eric on the phone? Was Erica on earlier, Sam? You said what, man? Was Erica on? I haven't heard her. Okay. Well, I went to, um, this morning I got up and I went to, you know how, yesterday I went to the gym, and, of course, the doctor told me that the, uh, 
Don't get on the treadmill because it's bad for your knees and your ankles and everything that that, that in your by you being top heavy, your weight will be will, will will cause your knees to hurt and your ankles and feet to swell because of the pressure that your heavy your top heavy is giving your to your bottom. So he said, well, when you go to the gym, get on the elliptical machines, you know, the, the glider, the slider, the calypso, whatever that, and the exercise bike. So I go in the gym yesterday and I I um I got on the um. One of those elliptical machines. When I tell you, I was like, the first five minutes, I was like, uh-uh, I can't do that. <laughs> I started bringing out a sweat. My, I, I, I said, I can't do that. I can't do that. But that's what I can't in my spirit. But I don't, I don't believe in that word. So what I did was I got out of the elliptical machine and I got on the bikes. I did my bike for like 15 to 20 minutes. I did it in my mile and a half, a mile, a mile and a half. I got on the bike and I said, you know what, I'm not going to let that beat me. I got back on that elliptical machine. Instead of doing five minutes, I did six minutes. <laughs> but it's one more minute more than I did. But um, I, and I got up there and I did a treadmill. I had to do a treadmill for for like a good, a little, a little, do it twenty minutes. I, well, not twenty minutes, but really it was like I got on there for about ten minutes. And I said, well, you know, the doctor said I can't get on there. So once I got off, I got a massage chair and I said, well. I'm, I'm going to be done because I don't want to push it. So what I did was this morning I got up, and I said, you know what? The senior citizens having a, a, um, a water aerobics at 8 o'clock every morning for five days a week. So what I did, I got up this morning and went to water aerobics. When I tell you, those old ladies were in that water, going in, exercising, and I enjoyed myself. It was light on my – light on. it makes you lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to sit it later on, then that's fine. But it makes you lighter in water. So I, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I got a new hobby while I'm off is to um, you have water aerobics four times a week. It is five times a week, but you know it's only two dollars to go. So I, I don't have a problem with paying two dollars for that for my health. I thought it was wonderful. I must still go to the gym though. But I just thought water water aerobics was gonna be the be the ticket for me. Cool. And if you have not ever done it, as far as getting in shape, whoever's on the on the phone, you need to try because those ladies be out there working it out under that water, honey. <laughs> I did jumping jacks, running in place. I did um leg leg lifts and everything. I was like, all right now, girl, <laughs> you're, doing the, you're doing the thing, honey. I was very excited about that. Mm. Very excited. But um, I thought it was wonderful, and I'm done with I'm talking about myself. <laughs> Oh, no problem, baby. We went. You went in. Oh yeah. I, I, when it comes to the work, but the, the, when it comes to the goodness of God, I, I get the I can't help it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my pastor said. You get the I can't help it. You know. <laughs> but I get, right. I get the I can't help it because I know, I know where He has brought me from. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know what, I don't know where He's taking me to, but I'm, I'm ready. I, I'm, I will enjoy the ride. Mm. You know. I'm going to enjoy the ride, you know, because if my assignment was not done at that job, I would have still been there. All right. So he touched, he he used, for those 90 days, 90 plus days, January the 19th through May the 18th, he used me, he used me to do his will Mm -hmm. in that place. So, hey, moving on to something bigger and better. Okay. Okay. I don't know who is on, but um, I'm gonna stop talking. <laughs> twenty seconds at the most. Huh? For twenty seconds at the most. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking. I went to um uh, my daughter's band award, a band um concert, and she got a little plaque. 
a little war here, um, just for participating in the um, getting ranking superior in, 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 in all levels at their school. So they got plaques yesterday, their band. I was like, kudos to her. Was yesterday she, she didn't have a done and all that other stuff? Yesterday she didn't have a hair done and all that other stuff? She didn't have a hair done with, yeah, look at her hot mess. Uh, look, all she did was put on those pushback things and kept it moving. Her all over her head. You know, young girls, they, it, it, it takes when they get to high school. They're gonna, that's when they, everything gonna kick in. Some yeah, of them boys, some of the boys that they like gonna be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's all over. I've been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Oh, like this little boy, he gonna say, "Ew, <laughs> your hair ain't, ain't, ain't right," and there and there could be a done dizzle right there. So you look, you better enjoy wise here, cause trust and believe that's a whole nother parameter. Then I, I, I know I'm, I, I gotta walk that walk. You already walking it, right? Mm, mm, mm. Every week it's something else. Every week I need. Every week. <laughs> mhm. I gotta walk that walk. And I'm looking forward to it, cause I want her to, uh, her to fix herself up. Mhm. I want her to do these things. I want her to have that. I mean, her personality is almost like mine, Sam. I promise you. Oh, that's Almost scary. Like you know what? <laughs> you know what? It's almost like mine, but she she got a little bit more arrogant to, to her. Mm. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit more arrogant than mine, than me. Like, mm-hmm. You know the beautiful arrogant. Mm-hmm. 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 It's any cockiness. Go ahead. Well, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I ain't cocky. I'm just aggressive. I just, you know, hey, it's me. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I demand it. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm beautifully modestly made, boo. Mm, all righty, now. Did that somebody? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was created by the most hot guy. <laughs> but anyway, I ain't going to take up all the time. And you going to shut up, and I said it wasn't going to be for 20 seconds. You the last but three. <laughs> you know what, bro? You know what? Read my mind. Read my word. I love you too, baby. I know that's what you said. <laughs> no, I'm really on mute. <laughs> only because you try to eat something. <laughs> I have a, a breakfast burrito. That's what I'm eating on. Hey, well, hey, you, know, you got your breakfast burrito. I got my juices going, so hey. Yeah. But but read my mind. That's what I'm going to tell you. Right, well, I'm, I'm going to finish out my list. How about that? All right, I'm going to put it on mute. Okay. All right. See <sighs> um, <clears throat> a refuge. You know what? I just thought quite interesting. Just wow. It's really as I open up my mouth, <laughs> funny how... City of Refuge got put on our prayer list. Erica ends up working for them doing her internship and the things that's going on there. Wow. <laughs> I just when I opened my mouth I was like, wow, look at how God just connected them dots strategically. We were having that fast. That's when Mark ran into that lady. We were lifting up and they just ended up on the prayer list. And now we've been diligent about praying for them. They were being a newly established organization. We put them on the list. Now Erica just 
happenstance ends up working there. And then look at some of the things that's going on. That wow, that's wow, wow. Literally, when I opened my mouth, I just made the connection. Wow. Then they then they said Mark met was at City Refuge. Huh? Then Mark met was at City Refuge. Yep, yeah, I remember we had that fast. What I guess what year or whatever ago was. Ice cream and stuff. Right, exactly that one there. Right. Wow. Oh right, okay, right. He he just happened to run into the lady. <laughs> wow. Hey, daddy. Oh, yeah, that's him in the background. They both in the kitchen trying to cook. I got to get out their way. Yeah, no. Oh. Get out of the way. No juicer this morning? Easy. Uh, I'm about to finish up now. I got a couple more to do. Oh, okay. Hey, the doctor just came in. They said that she'll be having the baby pretty soon. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Lord, that's what I'm talking about. Look at prayer work. Expediently. Hey, hey. All righty. What we got? We got City of Refuge. Shadoko Shendro, Shadoko Randa, Shadoko Seven. Okay, excuse me, but okay, it's working for everybody but me fast. <laughs> that That's the flesh part of me going like, ah. oh, shoot. Anyway, city of refuge. Shut it up, go say, run it up, go say, shut it up, run it up, shut it up, go say, 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 Thank <laughs> you. 
They would be nice. Okay, I'll do second shutting. Marie already did it, but you can do it again if you want. Okay. Lord, as we come under your son, Jesus Christ, we pray for the anointing of protective and covering angels to put to place your loving touch on them and to bring them out of this sickness. And also uplift them for the day that you have made. In the Son of your name, Jesus, amen. Amen. They wouldn't do any of the other this. Congregation, churches, abuse, addiction, missionaries, prisoners. Alrighty then. Uh, what else we got? Prisoners, <laughs>
Well, I guess it's almost time to do the reading. All the listeners have been done. I done made a mess in the basement. <laughs> Not fun. What'd you say there? Nothing. Mm, yeah, right. You be quiet. <laughs> uh, ain't on my mouth. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying that one word. I'm done. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to listen and, and interject when I need to. Leave that one alone. <laughs> Whatever. Eat your breakfast, breakfast burrito. <laughs> it's, done. it's done. I don't have. To, it's done. I took care of it already. Mm. <laughs> yep, yep. It was very good going down. Ooh, ooh I'm gonna be quiet. Stay in lane. Mm. Mm. Okay. In lane, honey. Yes, dear. To be crucified with Christ means to accept the curse our Lord. Ooh, here we go already. Jesus. To be crucified with Christ means to accept the curse our Lord accepted. It was not a glorious moment for Christ to be crucified on Calvary. His being hanged on the tree meant his being accursed of God. Deuteronomy 21 and 23. Consequently, for the flesh to be crucified with the Lord simply implies being a curse with the Lord. As we must receive the finished work of Christ on the cross, so we must enter into fellowship of the cross. The believer needs to acknowledge that his flesh deserves nothing else than the curse of death. His practical fellowship with the cross begins after he sees the flesh as God sees it. Before the Holy Spirit can take full charge over a person, the first must be the complete committal of his flesh to the cross. Let us pray that we may know what the flesh exactly is and how it must be crucified. Brethren, we are not humble enough to accept willingly the cross of Christ. We refuse to concede we are so helpless, useless, and utterly corrupt that we deserve nothing but death. What is lacking today is not a better living, but a better dying. Okay. We need to die a good death, a thorough death. We have talked enough about life, power, holiness, righteousness. Let us now take a look at death. <clears throat> oh, that the Holy Spirit would penetrate our flesh deeply by the cross of Christ, that it might become a valid experience in our life. If we die correctly, we shall live correctly. If we are united with him in the death, like he is, we should certainly be united with him in a resurrection like like he is. May we ask the Lord to open our eyes to behold the absolute imperative of death. Are you prepared for this? Are you willing to let the Lord point out your weaknesses? Are you ready to be crucified openly outside the gate? Will you let the spirit of the cross work within you? Or may we know more of his death? May we completely die? We should be clear that the death of the cross is continuous in its operation. We can never enter upon a resurrection stage which leaves death entirely out. For the experience of resurrection is measured by the experience of death. A peril among those who pursue the ascension of life is that they forget the categorical necessity of continuously putting to naught the flesh. They forsake the position of death and proceed to resurrection. This results in either treating lightly as no serious hazard to their spiritual growth, the works of the flesh, 
or in spiritualizing them, that is, assuming the things of the flesh to be the spirit. How essential to see that death is the foundation for everything. You may proceed to build, but you should never destroy the foundation. The so-called risen and ascended realm will be unreal if the death of the flesh is not maintained continuously. Let us not be deceived into thinking we are so spiritually advanced that the flesh has no more power to entice us. This is merely the enemy's attempt to remove us from the basis of the cross in order to render us outwardly spiritually but inwardly carnal. Many such prayers is, I thank you, Lord, for I am no longer such and such, but I am now so-and-so, are simply echoes of the unacceptable prayer recorded in Luke 18, 11 through 12. We are most susceptible to deception by the flesh when we are on the verge of being delivered from it. We must abide constantly in the Lord's death. Our security is in the Holy Spirit. The safe way lies in our readiness to be taught, fearful lest we yield any ground to the flesh. We must submit ourselves cheerfully to Christ and trust the Holy Spirit to apply the dying of Jesus to us that the life of Jesus may be exhibited. Just as formerly we were filled with the flesh, so now we should be filled with the Holy Spirit. When he is in complete control, he will overthrow the power of the flesh and manifest Christ as our life. We should be able then to say that the life I now live in the flesh is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yet the foundation of that life is and always will be that I have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. If we live by faith and obedience, we can expect the Spirit to do a most holy and wonderful work in us. If we live by the Spirit, that is our faith, for we believe that the Holy Spirit abides in us, then let us walk also by the Spirit. This is our obedience, Galatians 5 and 25. We ought to believe simply and restfully that our Lord has given us his Spirit now abiding in us. Believe in his gift and trust that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Take, take this as the secret of Christ's life in you. His Spirit dwells in your innermost spirit. Meditate on it, believe in it, and remember it until this glorious truth produces within you a holy fear and wonderment that the Holy Spirit indeed abides in you. Now learn to follow his leading. Such guidance emerges not from the minds or thoughts. It is something of life. We must yield to God and let his spirit govern everything. He will manifest the Lord Jesus in our life because this is his task. All righty. Second, <laughs> Who rumbo sanda, 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 who rumbo sanda,
Urumbosanda, Urumbose sheke shendoko, Urumbosanda sheke urumbose da sheke urumbosanda sheke urumbosanda shandoko se shende kendoko. Alrighty. Send out text message. Okay. To be crucified with Christ means to accept the curse our Lord accepted. So we're going to start this off with that um, God ain't asking us to do nothing he hasn't already done. All right. It was not a glorious moment for Christ to be crucified on Calvary, Hebrew 12 and 2. His being hanged on the tree meant his being accursed of God, Deuteronomy 21 and 23. Consequently, for the flesh to be crucified with the Lord simply implies being accursed with the Lord. Remember, we're joint heirs. We 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 are joint heirs, okay? So we have to experience what he experienced. As we must receive the finished work of Christ on the cross, so we must enter into the fellowship of the cross. The believer needs to acknowledge that his flesh deserves nothing else than the curse of death. Now, honestly, who wants to who wants to believe that they need to die? Mm. Our flesh simply doesn't. Your flesh should do everything that it needs to survive. It's got its life its own. That's why fasting. That's the one thing the flesh needs is food. That's why fasting is so powerful, because you're telling your flesh no. Yeah. But I want, but I no. So you're making your flesh shut up. So that's again, like Arthur talked about earlier. That's a training process that God uses to get us to begin to teach us how to how to crucify and control our flesh nature. The believer needs to acknowledge that his flesh deserves nothing else than the curse of death. His practical fellowship with the cross begins after he sees the flesh as God sees it. Before the Holy Spirit can take full charge over a person, there first must be the complete committal of his flesh to the cross. He didn't say partial. He said complete. Let us pray that we may know what the flesh exactly is and how it must be crucified. Oh. Now, I ain't asking y'all to raise your hand, but how many of y'all are really actually going to want to pray that prayer? 
You're right. Uh, okay, I'm let's be real. But like you know, let's. I'm just. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna be the first one to go. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'm second. <laughs> Hey, says, brethren, we are not humble enough to accept. Oh, and he just hit it on the hill. He says, brethren, we are not humble enough to accept willingly the cross of Christ. Willingly. (laughs) And we just we just said it. (laughs) Why you think God allows us to go through things? Because we don't want to die. But he knows we have to. Jesus was the only one who willingly accepted it. They didn't take his life. He willingly gave it. And we have to be forced to die. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Just think about that. We, God has to put us through life, situations and circumstances, to force us to become humble, to see, to, to submit Jesus walked knowing full and well, coming one and one with a great understanding of his flesh, and he willingly died. They could not take his life. He gave it up. Uh. Wow. Brethren, we are not humble enough to accept willingly the cross of Christ. We refuse to concede we are so helpless, useless, and utterly corrupt that we deserve nothing but death. What is lacking today is not a better living, but a better dying. We need to die a good death, a thorough death. We have talked enough about life, power, holiness, righteousness. Let us now take a look at death. Hmm. I'm going to read that again. We need to die a good death, a thorough death. We have talked enough about life, power, holiness, righteousness. Let us now take a look at death. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would penetrate our flesh deeply by the cross of Christ, that it might become a valid experience in our life, not just a meeting, but an experience. Mm. An experience means that you're involved in it. You're not just a spectator, but you're involved in it. Some part of you is involved in it, and that's what he's saying. We need to have an experience with the cross. If we die correctly, we shall live correctly. If we are united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. May we ask the Lord to open our eyes to behold the absolute imperative of death. Are you prepared for this? Are you willing to let the Lord point out your weaknesses? Are you ready to be crucified openly outside the gate? Will you let the spirit of the cross work within you? Oh, may we know more of his death. 
may we completely die. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Thank you, Lord. And this is something that we have to allow God to push us. I ain't going to say lead. <laughs> okay, I'm going to just talk about me. Because, you know what, I'm going to just keep reading. Oh, Jesus. We should be clear that the death of the cross is continuous in its operation. We can never enter upon a resurrection stage which leaves death entirely out. For the experience of resurrection is measured by the experience. Oh, come on now. We're talking about coming up out of our situations. We're talking about coming out of our strongholds. We're talking about coming out of the things that, things that, that we've been fighting, praying, or whatever. And what is he telling you? He's telling you, well, you got to die in it first. You got to die in it. I mean, you got to get to the point that you recognize, Lord, I don't like it. I can't take it. And I'm giving it up to you. And it's totally yours, Lord. I submit. I give, Uncle. Or Daddy. How about that one? Mm, mm, mm. We should be clear that the death of the cross is continuous in its operation. We can never enter upon a resurrection stage which leaves death entirely out. For the experience of resurrection is measured by the experience of death. A peril among those who pursue the extinction of life is they forget the categorical necessity, categorical necessity of continuously putting not the flesh, putting to not the flesh. They forsake the position of death and proceed to resurrection. This results in either treating lightly as of no serious hazard to their spiritual growth, the works of the flesh, or in spiritualizing them, that is, assuming the things of the flesh to be of the spirit. How essential to see that death is the foundation of everything. He said foundation. That's what a building is built upon. You may proceed to build, but you should never destroy the foundation. The so-called risen and ascended realm will be unreal if the death of the flesh is not maintained continuously. Let us not be deceived into thinking we are so spiritually advanced that the flesh has no more power to entice us. This is merely the enemy's attempt to remove us from the basis of the cross in order to render us outwardly spiritual but inwardly carnal. Many such prayers as, I thank you, Lord, for I am no longer such and such, but I am now so and so, are simply echoes of the unacceptable prayer recorded in Luke 18, 11 through 12. We are most susceptible to deception by the flesh when we are on the verge of being delivered from it. Mm. In other words, when we are getting ready to come out, we're almost there. That's when we're most susceptible. We must abide constantly in the Lord's death. He keeps talking about constantly being the Lord's death, constantly mortifying the flesh, constantly seeking the Lord. He keeps talking about continuously, constantly. Mm, mm, mm. Wow, this is so powerful. 
Mm. Our security is in the Holy Spirit. The safe way lies in our readiness to be taught, fearful lest we yield any ground to the flesh. We must submit ourselves cheerfully to Christ and trust the Holy Spirit to apply the dying of Jesus to us that the life of Jesus may be exhibited. Just as formerly we were filled with the flesh, so we now should be filled with the Holy Spirit. When he is in complete control, he will overthrow the power of the flesh and manifest Christ in our life. We should be able then to say that the life I now live in the flesh is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yet the foundation of that life is and always will be, I have been crucified with Christ, Galatians 2 and 20. If we live by faith and obedience, we can expect the Spirit to do a most holy and wonderful work in us. If we live by the Spirit, that is our faith, for we believe that the Holy Spirit abides in us, let us also walk by the Spirit. This is our obedience, Galatians 5 and 25. We ought to believe simply and restfully that our Lord has given us his Spirit now abiding in us. Believe in his gift and trust that the Holy Spirit indwells you. Take this as the secret of Christ's life in you. His spirit dwells in your innermost spirit. Meditate on it. Believe in it. Remember it until this glorious truth produces in you a holy fear and wonderment that the Holy Spirit indeed abides in you. Now learn to follow his leading. Such guidance emerges not from the mind or thoughts. It is something of life. We must yield to God and let his spirit govern everything. He will manifest the Lord Jesus in our life because this is his task. I'm done. Good morning, y'all. I'm going to have to go because i got to go on future. Guess what? I was in coming. The people from the board came down the hall, and they just started screaming and hollering at me and fussing at me and stuff. You know I want to go into defense mode. <laughs> Got a water teacher for you. Oh, beautiful. All right. Amen. Praise the Lord, yeah, brother. I'm talking oh, about I was on shock. I'm like, huh? I'm like, what? <laughs> and they like, you used to be a water teacher for you. I'm like, oh, for real? Yeah, wow. Wow. Lord. and we were just talking about you getting a promoter in advance. Look, now look what's happening. Ooh, God, do you hear what I'm saying? I promise I just want to cry. No uh, cry. A joy. Here's a joy. Congratulations. Well, congratulations. Go ahead and cry. I know, right? But anybody's had to share. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. Yeah, out. Okay, but then let me go because my kids, we got to go take them somewhere. All right, have a good day. Keep on writing. Hallelujah. All right, then. Fuss and complain and fuss and complain and complain and fuss and complain and fuss. And look what he got. <laughs> he tells the year. So you know great expectations is, 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 is warranted when you become teacher of the year that's the next level. Okay, that's all we've been talking about for him today. And look, look at what's happening. Wow. 
Felipe that whispering in his head, girl. And you he said Felipe what? I said that's Felipe lit whispering. Yeah, I think so. How y'all doing today? Yeah, you know she's the quiet storm. That's my other name for her. <laughs> Let's, it used to be let us pray. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, okay. Quiet storm. <laughs> okay. She's been promoted. <laughs> <laughs> You've been promoted from let us pray to quiet storm, okay? okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you said about dying, about dying, let us well, never mind. <laughs> I ain't going to talk about it. Okay, I got like two minutes, and I got to go back upstairs. But that's why, that's why I can't get on this call at work because, you know. <laughs> I know you got a lot you want to say. Yes. Um, but you were, you're, you're, you're about to touch on this too, um, Maria, about the dying and how everything is built on the death. And it's like, but you know what? And what came to my mind was God is awesome, (laughs) first of all. God is awesome. And everything that he has shown man to do on this land, in this land, is a direct example of things that he wants us to see in the spirit. Mm. So when you said when he says that death is the foundation, think mm. about crops. They burn, they burn a field before they plant seeds. So that means mm. they're killing whatever is on top. They're killing yeah. whatever is there so that mm. it can be so it can so it can heal mm. and have and re- a have a new have a have a rejuvenated and new source of supply. So just like with Christ, when he died, his spirit was seeded. It was Mm. seeded into the earth. All right. Because think about it. It it, um, Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. So remember, it's saying that God, God, when God set up the rules, he couldn't work on earth. Because he, because like the foot, like the um, that the minister said, if without God, man cannot, and without mm. man, God will not. So right. All right. Is, he has to feed his 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 son's flesh into this earth, and then in that flesh was his spirit. Mm. And so when he did that, he was able to now that that spirit is now able to move around and. Seek those who are diligently seeking and requesting his presence. And so yeah. then when he when he finds that willing vessel, not only will he not only will he get his will done, but it says that the steps of the that the steps of the righteous men are ordered. But the thing is if you make a plan and you put God in it, he will order your steps to make it so. So yeah. as long as we are in direct contact and in direct will his in, in alignment with his will Whatever we see, whatever we dream, he will make. He will let it manifest. He will let it manifest. But the thing is, we have to work in our in his time, not ours. Mm. But if we give him our dreams, because the thing is, he's never told us not to dream. He's never told us not to plan. But he says, "Let me order your steps." Mm. 
He said he would never withhold any good thing. He said, so whatever, mm. you ask, whatever you ask from him, he's willing to give it to us. He's willing to give it to us. But the thing is, when we ask it of him, we don't wait for him to order our steps. We always walk out of tune. We might take that first step if he's instructed, but then after a while, we're like, okay, I'd rather go three instead of two. Now, let me jump over here to seven and skip the other steps. But the thing is, as we're learning on this line, every step, every trial, every error that we've made has gotten us closer to where God wants us to be as well as we ourselves want to be. So let God, we have to let God continue to water the seed that has been sown within us from the foundation of the world and that manifested in his son, Jesus Christ, so that now that the Holy Spirit is willing to dwell within us when we, when we surrender ourselves, we can get everything that we want as well as being the will of the Father, as long as we stay in the spirit and not in the flesh, because that's where things get off. When you have these billionaires and millionaires who don't know God, that's where greed, jealousy, controlling, anger, those things manifest themselves. I don't care how much of a philanthropist they are, if they're not willing to help their 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 fellow man, I'm not talking about the animal, but if they're not willing to help their fellow man in their time of need, then you're not walking in the will of God. But if you have a man who's willing to give up his money to give to other people so that they can, just like there's, there was a CEO of a company who was willing to cut his salary so his workers can get an increase so that they can live a better life. That's God. That is a representation of what God is saying. He doesn't want us to he doesn't want us to be in lack. He doesn't want us to struggle. But the thing is, once we get out of line, there's a work that has to be done to put us back into place. And that's one thing that Sam has been praying for us for, for a long time that we stay in position, that we get into our place, that we you know, that we listen to God. But those things don't happen if we don't if we don't first listen to God. Nope. Sorry. Okay, God. If we don't first surrender, if we don't first throw up our hands and say, I can't do anything of myself without messing it up, I'd rather give it to God and let him handle it. I'd rather give it to you, God. You, Lord. You can fix it. And so, I'm, okay, I'm going to get out. I got to, I'm going back on you. Love y'all. <laughs> oh, wait. Hang your mouth with a yeah. I forgot to, I, I can't, did I, did anybody do my list or do I, should I do my list real quick? Do your list real quick. Okay. So, Father God, what we do now is we come like always giving you glory and honor that only you deserve. Father, we say, you said in your word where two or three are gathered. And two or three or more are gathered every day here on this line. So, we thank you for yeah. being in the midst of us, oh God. Letting thank your you. presence be felt. Letting your Holy Spirit indwell within us, oh God giving us the courage that we need in spite of the situation that we are handling, oh, God, giving us the the strength that we need to go beyond whatever our health issues are, oh, God, and being able to just continue to walk this walk the way you want us to, oh, God. Father God, when we are weak, you said you'll be strong, oh, God. So I claim my weakness so you can be my strength, oh, God. And, Father God, we speak for the church, the ministers, the apostles, the teachers, the evangelists, oh God, 
the missionaries. We call for them right now, oh God, that your spirit of truth will continue to go forward, oh God, and, and prick the heart of man. Make the conscience of man be made so manifested that they know that they need to turn from their wicked ways and, yes, and, and kneel at your feet, oh God, and ask for forgiveness. Now, Father God, we just thank you because you give us that opportunity. You have given us that option that we're able to turn, oh God, and have you in our lives. And so, Father God, we just thank you that you, your, your truth will be continue to be told you know. by all that you have called, oh God. And those who have strayed away from the calling, oh God, let their hearts be turned back to you as well. Pick yes. their conscience, oh God. And show them themselves as they try to find worldly pleasures again. They, they, if they felt that it was too much to follow you, Father God, bring them back as only you can. And, Father God, we ask that you will continue to fill us in our heads and in our hands so that we can be in your will and show your displeasure, O oh God, on this earth. We are saying that we are willing for you, O oh God, willing to do whatever you want us to do in the name of Jesus. And, Father God, we come for those who are abused and addicted. We pray right now that you will, that you will fill every empty place that they need, O oh God, so that they can feel your agape love, O oh God, not this physical love, but the agape love that's, that's unconditional, that's un, unequivocal, oh God, that you will give in spite of how they are and who they are, oh God. And we come for those who are who are in prison. We come for those who are just, you know, we're just dealing with everyday life, oh God. We yes, ask Lord. that the people just give them the peace of mind that they need in spite of the situation, be it their finances, be it family, relationships, health. Even, even though, God, what they see in front of them looks bleak, we you know that you can get you are our hope. Yes, yes. You are our oh, hope. You, so no matter what, oh God. And Father God, we also come for those who are being persecuted for their faith in you. Here in this land as well as abroad, oh God, we come for them, oh God, that you will continue to strengthen them in their, in their faith. Strengthen yes, them to continue to stand strong in your word and not waver. And we glorify your name and we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Yeah. Loving our Loving <laughs> the pastors of all our departments. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's right. You're right. She did that. Yeah. She did that. Praise God for her. Amen. I'm trying to see Fannie Marie. You still on? Oh, she was on? Yeah, I, I need to pray. Yes, I'm here. Good morning, everyone. Good hey, morning. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm lovely, wonderful. I can't complain, lady. Can't complain. Good to hear your voice. Yeah, thanks. Glad to be here. All right, woman, I got to pray for you. I know you're at work, so let me go ahead and do this. Hmm. Yorokosiki here, Hmm. Hmm. Yara roko se she de han roko saka. Hmm. Yara roko saka ramboran de de ke shan de roko se yorombose ke de de roko hor rambakash roko sande de ke she. Yes, yes, yes. Hmm. Hmm. So much, so much, so much, Father. Hmm. Yara roko de she de kumbra. Okay, this is basically to encourage you. That's what this is. Start off with, to whom much is given, much is required. 
You have been walking in accordance with the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Many a time you've been wondering, you've been at, at what, where, why, the whole nine yards when we get caught up in ourselves. But yet and still you have been walking in the leadership of the Holy Spirit, even to the point where it's been a one-on-one, but you've been hearing, seeking, and trusting, and he's been proving that, yes, you're, you're where I need to be, yes, you're where, where he is positioning you to be, yes, this is where I need you to be, yes, he, he's been doing all of that. Mm. It's not exactly the way that you perceive it, but that does mean that you does not mean that you need to give up. You have also transformed yourself from seeing yourself as a grasshopper. See, that's why that's why when they came up against the giants in the land, they said, "We are grasshoppers in, our, in their eyes." That was their perception how they people saw them. See, you 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 are getting out of the perception of you seeing yourself small. You're, you're not quite to the point where God is growing you up, but you're no longer seeing yourself as small and incapable and not being used and not being that important. You're beginning to see the value that you have for the kingdom as God is continually positioning, as God is continually using, as God is continually orchestrating. Even when you're speaking and you're speaking life into people, you're praying for people, you're standing together, even the little words and the seeds that you're sowing are having a great effect in the kingdom of God. Mm. Of course, see now, see now, all that was preparation for what God is now doing. All that is preparation as the Holy Spirit is beginning to intermingle with you. Now he can begin to greatly stir up those giftings, greatly use you, greatly put you where you need to be even in a more effective way. And the word is effective, effective, effective. That does not necessarily mean it to be masses of people, but it is going to be more more effective, where you can be even more effective for his work, for his kingdom purposes. So continually to trust in what God is revealing, and he's empowering you. He's increasing in you. And the life of God is stirring up in you in a great and magnificent way. So don't be scared when he tells you to pray, to intercede, or to lay hands, and to speak like, don't you back down on what you see, or what you perceive. You understand this is his work and he's using you. You are a vessel that he's using. So begin to be even bolder in the things that he's telling you to say, the things he's telling you to do, and just trust that this is God just using you in a great and mighty way. So lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Speak life. Pray. Minister. Educate, teach, anoint. Whatever he's telling you to do, just be bold and be obedient and trust God. And let God be God. And I'm done. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for getting on, my dear. Now this, she got to cry. This you prayed that prayer, and I'm trying not to cry. <laughs> I just finished speaking to someone for about 15 minutes about God and motivating in life. Oh, wow. Who I've never really had an in-depth conversation with before regarding God. Oh, wow. And so for you to come back with the prayer that you prayed is on the confirmation of why I'm here. 
So everyone have a blessed day until we get together again. Amen. Praise him, baby. Praise him. Amen. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, God's doing some great and wonderful things. <sighs> well, we've had our ministry and our preaching and everything else. I guess just prayer requests is what's left. Okay. So who would like a prayer request? That's the quiet storm back there chuckling. She's like, you know what? I got to go back to where I just came from. (laughs) Uh, I would like that one. You like a prayer request, dear? Father God, you've posed the question before your daughter, would she want to see or not see? And she says, Lord, she would like to see. Do you trust him? Do 
if I'm standing in front of you with a big bass and I'm going to knock the hell out of you and I'm two feet away from you, and I say, you step forward, I'm going to knock the hell out of you, and God says, walk forward, do you trust him? Help me in my faith. Help me in my faith. Nah, I think that's where he wanted you to get. Hmm. That's exactly where he wanted you to go. Because, see, in all reality, he will let us see or not see as he knows and understands what is best for us. But like you said, the key, like I said, I said the key is for you to press on, and you said help me in my faith. You, us, me, have got to get to the point it doesn't matter what's in front of us, that we press on. Because just as I said, Alicia, when his servant, he looked out and he saw all the army camped around about him, he panicked. But Alicia told him to go look again, and the second time he saw the heavenly host surrounding the army. So now, if we're not prepared to see it, God will purposely keep us blind. Mm-hmm. Now, we need not complain, dear heart, about not seeing <laughs> We need not complain about not knowing until we get to the level that he knows that in spite of that we will trust him. In spite of we're looking at the gorilla with the back two feet away who's going, come on up if you want to. (laughs) So Holy Spirit... She's asking for her faith to be built up in you. And that's the go shit at the go rambanda shit to go sit there to go rambaka shit to go sandraka. Horombote did shit to go brush it And I got to go back to the story where Sherry said a while back that God asked this man to push on this big boulder. And he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and the boulder didn't move. And he pushed and he pushed and he pushed and the boulder didn't move. And it went on for so long. So finally the man said, Lord, why did you have me pushing that boulder? It's not going anywhere. And then the Lord stopped. And he said, now let go. And when the man looked at him, he now had become physically built. God Mm. said, I told you to push. I didn't say it was going to move. So now God's telling you to push in spite of Felicia. God's telling you to press in spite of. He's telling you to trust him in spite of. And it's building up your physical, your spiritual, your faith muscles in him. That's the most important thing. That's how your faith is getting built up. That's how he's increasing in you. So you press, you trust, you push And let God do the rest. He is very purposeful in what he does, why he does it, and the way he does it. And he is very purposeful in his training specifically catered to each and every one of us. 
Just like we have a, a fitness trainer, and she might give you a, a set of exercises and a meal plan different from me, different from Maria. Same way we got. He's very specific about what he's doing, how he's doing, why he's doing it, and the way he's doing it. Each and every one of our lives It's a highly detailed plan. Trust him. Trust him. And like I say all the time, and I don't know if it's in the word. Well, it's a principle of the word. Yes, it is. It might not be verbatim. I said when you can't trust him, trust the steps. Trust the plan. Because, see, she just said the steps. You just said the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Well, if you're truly, truly walking in accordance with the plan and purpose and you're believing it, and then you don't see and it don't make sense to you, Trust God's plan. Trust his steps. He has a very specific reason and plan for what he's doing, why he's doing it, and the way he's doing it. So when it gets so confusing, so upsetting, trust God's plan and that he's not wasting your time nor his. He's very, he's very purposeful about what he's doing and why he's doing it and the way he's doing it. And I'm done. In Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, I'm asking ask that you just, Lord, I'm going to ask that you continually send in people to encourage her heart, though, Lord. I'm going to ask that you continually strengthen and gird her up, Father, for she, she's literally trembling, Lord. She's literally trembling where she's at. She desires, but, Lord, she, she, it's just from, I'm going to just say life. It's a variety of things that will we'll have a tendency to go back, pull back, or whatever, Lord. She, she wants to, but she's literally trembling. So I'm going to ask that you just send whatever is needed, however is needed, whomever is needed, to encourage her heart to help her take the necessary steps that she will be able to keep pressing on in spite of what she sees, how she feels, or what's in front of her, Lord. She needs to trust you, trust your word, and trust your plan for her life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Thank you. You're welcome, dear. I'm glad you got back on within a week. Hey, that's our favorite word on this line. I'm going on mute. <laughs> What's the catchphrase? I'm going on mute. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, who else wants prayer? All righty. Don't everybody jump out at once. Well, you know, I'm going to pray. Father God, I thank you for the anointing, for the calling, for the direction that you've led us this morning. May the Holy Spirit continue to lead and guide and direct us in all and through all. Father God, I'm asking that you empower each and every one of us so we can continue to walk in a closer relationship with you. Speak to our hearts. Direct and correct our steps. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. Well, if ain't nobody else got anything, I'm going to say au revoir. Arrivederci. Avita's in. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Bye.
Hello, anybody there?
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.